you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy among men And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am a feast, and with me as always is Devin. And we are finally going to get to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW versus NXT. It finally happened. Yep. Uh, seven, well, Central Time, it was seven to nine. Both shows going on at the same time. Man, it was like a throwback to oh old school God. with Raw and Nitro, you know, going on at the same time. And Man, to be I mean, thirteen all over again. Oh my goodness, that's what it was. <laughs> Seriously, man, it was real cool. It was real cool. So I, we had different experiences watching this. So, but before we get into each show and like the card and everything, let's spend a little bit of time just talking about that and like how uh, you went about watching. It. I'll talk about how I went about watching it. So, why don't you start us off? Like, what was kind of your experience? So, I, I, I had like last minute thoughts. I was like, man, maybe I should watch AEW first because here's the world premiere, but. I couldn't, man. It was like Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. It was the first match. I was like, what if something else happened after that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, man, they can have something up their sleeves. I was like, man, I was like, all right, bump it. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to do NXT first because that's, that's my first love right there. They deserve my viewership. So that's what, so that's how I viewed it. I viewed NXT live and then immediately after NXT, I went in my DVR. And I watch AEW right away, like right, right after. The yeah, right away, right away. Nice, nice. Yeah, for me. So I actually had work, so I ended up not being able to see it live, like right when it happened. Uh, mm. But as soon as I got home, like I did have it all DVR'd. So you know, the choice for me had already been made. Um, no doubts. I didn't have second guesses. I was starting off with NXT, so I uh, went back watched NXT first. Um, and then right when NXT was done, same as you, I saw AEW in its entirety. Um, so it was a good four-ish hours, not counting uh, counting commercials, um, about four hours or so of wrestling. What a great day of wrestling it was. Um, just being hyped up about it as I was at work. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this. Like, what's going to happen? And, you know, how's this going to go from a, you know, what what's the, because the, the AEW set, I still wasn't sure on how that was going to be with yeah. NXT. It was just like, it's just a takeover basically that they're doing on, on USA. Right. So, you know. Morbinello said it would be a night of NXT champions. Basically, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. man. And it was just, it was just so, so great to see both of these shows kind of pushing each other in that way to where, you know, they felt like NXT felt like, hey, you know, Triple H felt we need to go ahead and put, uh, a, a takeover, basically a pay per view esque matchup to go up against AEW now. And for AEW, you know, it's like, well, this is our first show ever. You know, we're bringing wrestling back to TNT since 2001. I think they were saying during yep. the- nearly the- almost 20 years since the last uh, wrestling match. 
that is crazy. So yeah, yeah man. And it, it was, it was great overall, just, you know, that experience again. And there were, there was one point, even though I was a little bit behind where I was like, let me just see, you know, what's going on live on AEW. And I flipped over to see it and it was, uh, I think oh, it was so you did do it, huh? You know, I just, I just was curious because again, like you said, it's like being a kid again. So I just wanted to, and that's how it always was for me back then too. I, I so, almost came close to doing that just to feel yeah. the experience to be like a kid again and just yeah. automatically switch back. But I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. NXT in its entire entirely because it was basically limited commercials, man, and they stuck yeah. true to the statement. That's why I say just a peek because literally during one of those commercials, you know, there was a moment where they didn't they they cut away, and so I said, okay, let me check and see what's happened on AEW. But it was funny because AEW, I don't know if this was on purpose or whatnot, but they basically were on commercial kind of at similar times. I guess for me it was a little bit different because I had the DVR going, so maybe that's why it happened for me. But I know back in the day, sometimes that would happen, too, where it seemed like they timed the commercials at the, at the same time, um, just so that you had to watch one or the other. Um, and now with the limited commercials, because they're doing the the smaller, like picture in picture commercials. Thing, yeah. So that makes it even harder, I think, to try to switch over. Um, so going forward, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, my my because of the way these shows went and because of how I feel about them, I still think NXT will be the one that I'm watching live or at least first and then after that i'll watch AEW. but i'm definitely watching both of them every week because both of these shows came out guns blazing so um really enjoyed that um so yeah so basically what we're gonna do here is kind of just talk about both of these shows uh usually we do nxt uh on its own and you know we always of course we do our raws breakdowns our smackdown breakdowns so eventually we will be doing aew breakdowns on its own but you know this was a special night where i mean it was the beginning of the wednesday night wars so we're kind of going to go back and forth on on some of these matches and on both of these shows just to talk about it from that standpoint of like competition like they were competing head to head so like how they both open uh what some of the highs and lows were for both shows and how they both closed and in general what we thought so let's get it started so basically the opening um the two competing matchups in the beginning were on nxt side they had adam cole versus matt riddle for the nxt championship on the AEW side, they had Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, um, which was the was I love the buildup of that matchup. Oh it, my god, I I, I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, I want to shine a light on that from AEW. They're all about sports atmosphere, setting the tone, and I love that promo. Just you of AEW, just giving you a background of not only Cody Rhodes, but uh. Uh, not I'm about to say Eddie, but not Eddie, but Sammy. Yeah. Like, you know, he was just, you know, sounding like some cocky young guy, you know, knowing that I can beat him. So I, I love that, you know, how they how, how they set the tone with that. The best ever. This is moniker is the best ever. He yes. he played into that with just his cockiness. Yeah, I really like that too. They took a match that on paper, you know, I was like, man. I don't know. Like, I don't really know that I would care about this matchup had they not done the build up the way they did. And if it wasn't for Cody, for sure, because Cody, I'm invested in Cody, man. Every time this guy shows up, I want to see what he's doing. Um, so but just comparing it to Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, it's like, wow, that, that, you know, on paper, again, it just doesn't really compare. 
But the way that AEW sold it, like you said, with that sports vibe in mind, it kind of reminded me of like, um, you know, I'm watching a lot of UFC these days and they'll do these packages where they kind of go into the backstory of their the fights that are coming up, you know. And so this kind of had that feel like Cody talking about, look, I've got this matchup with Jericho, but if I lose this, then, you know, I basically should just give up my matchup against Jericho for the title. Because, you know, if, if, if I can't beat Sammy Guevara, then what does that say about me? And he probably deserves a shot. So that was cool. And then Sammy, the sit down interview with him, or the interview with him and showing him um, kind of like parkouring and, and working out on rooftops and stuff. It was just kind of showing like this cocky, arrogant kid who was saying, like, this is my the biggest moment of my career, you know, just going up against Cody Rhodes and being like the first match for AEW ever, like just hyping up this this, this matchup, which again, it featured kind of a to people who are tuning in to wrestling for the first time on TNT. They have no idea who Sammy Guevara is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and R- Cody Rhodes, like they probably know the Rhodes name, you know, from like Dusty and and Dustin, you know, like all that gold dust. But, you know, it's it's this was a great way to kind of let people know who these guys are, why this is important. And even if you didn't know beforehand, now because of this storyline, now because of this promo, the, the yeah. package, it had a totally different feel. The presentation so, was so refreshing. Yeah, it, it was what? just a, a fresher breath there. Like, oh my God, this is so good. It, yeah. I, I felt it from like, if if a casual fan, like like you said to your point, if a, if a fan, somebody that doesn't watch wrestling, casual fan is watching this and want to get a, a quick background, it was perfect. Yeah. So I loved I loved that. I love the buildup of it. Um, even then, too, they, they cut right to Cody Rose's entrance, you know, and they, he was rising up uh, through like the mist and the smoke. Uh, yeah. And, you know, him and his wife there and his wife just, you know, looking majestic, you know, with the dress and everything. And then they just both came out and the crowd just loves Cody. So you could feel the energy. And he knows how to like play off that energy, connect with them, get them hyped up. And so it felt like a pay-per-view matchup was getting ready to happen for this opening match for AEW, which brilliant, you know, kudos to them for that, man. Again, turning a matchup on that seemed on paper, not to have that mystique and giving it that for the first matchup on yeah. the, on in their history. It, great, man. Great way. To Cause do I it. gotta be honest. If you're like, if you're a hardcore friend, but you, you, Definitely want to give AEW a shot, but yet on the on the on paper you see first match on AEW, uh, Cody Rhodes against Sammy Guevara, and now you got but on the first match NXT side first match Adam Cole NXT Championship, uh, you know going against Matt Riddle, like like on paper like oh yeah I'm definitely going to see NXT, but here man they they still did a good job though. Yeah, you know, you know, setting the tone, giving a good background story. Like, even though I watched the second, I'm like, okay, it was still a good, it was still a great first match. Yeah, I could see. Like, let's say I was just flipping through channels, right? If I had seen that promo, if I had caught it right at the beginning and seen the promo and everything, like, I would be tempted just to stay there and be like, oh, okay, this is interesting, you know, and just you because you felt it, you know, you could you could feel 
the the um, the the buildup and feel what they were trying to do with just just again this is their inaugural this is their first ever matchup and this is why this is important and for each wrestler this is why it individually you know for Cody again this is like the, another match he has to have before his big championship match so again if it, it, like he has to be on his game and if he's not yeah. and if he loses then yeah maybe it's not it's not right that he's fighting yeah. Jericho. You know, for Sammy, it's like this is his time, his opportunity to make a name for himself. So, yeah, they did a great job with that. Um, On NXT side, you know, they had been building this up for the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, having the the matchup, Matt Riddle for Adam Cole versus Adam Cole, um, just, oh, my God. Like this matchup was a match of the year candidate. Like they brought everything and it started out with Adam Cole, you know, coming out with the, well, Matt Riddle came out first, but when Adam Cole came out, you see the cast and they're, yep. they're talking about the injury that he has, which even though I don't know that the injury happened while or when the injury happened, but the fact that Matt Riddle did that arm, uh, the, um, forget the name of the, the it said it happened uh, last week when Matt Riddle won the match against uh, Killian Dane and he did that submission move. On my uh, on Adam the Cole, arm, yeah, the armor. So, so that is when he hurt his his wrist. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, so they're that, using that as a work. That's that's perfect because yeah, I mean he, you know, with that being his submission, with that being the way that it happened, like you're thinking the whole time, like okay, if he locks that in again, you know, that's it. Oh. Like he's gonna actually win this matchup because yeah. that's a legit cast that he's wearing on his hand right now. Um, and they just they they played well. They used it really well during the matchup. Um, just Adam Cole was getting the break speed off him in the beginning. I mean, oh, Matt Riddle was giving him every move in his arsenal, and it was wild, man. Like, shout out to Matt Riddle for sure for just bringing it. Um, at, at a certain point, too, I'm like, maybe they're having Matt Riddle, you know, kind of carry this in the beginning because they don't want Adam Cole to, to overexert himself a little bit. But sure enough, here comes Adam Cole, you know what I'm saying? He's doing the, the, uh, Canadian destroyer and doing like a lot of his other moves and just like bringing it on his own too. Like at a certain point, I forget when it, the match actually flipped, but you could feel it. And it's like, all right, this is, this is Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole is, is just fine. It's just, you know, he's got to wear the cast, but he yeah. showed up real well, real strong too. Um, yeah, man, I just really love this matchup. And it, it had me just out of my seat. Like, yes, what am I yeah. watching right now? Like your finishes. Oh yeah. my God. They, they were all great. Oh my God. Yeah. It, such a great matchup. Um, in the end, uh, there were so many times where I thought Matt Riddle was getting ready to win. When oh, he put on, yeah. Like the submission at the end when he did it, cause he did it. He did that arm bar submission. Everybody in the arena, I thought, I think thought Matt Riddle was about to win. Because it just seemed like he was he set up the last shot and he uh, Adam Cole missed the last shot. And then uh, uh, Matt Riddle got him in that submission. It was like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, this is it. Like, you can feel it. Like any other pay-per-view, maybe if this was, you know, you know, a takeover, maybe it happens, you know. But, but here I was like, you know, I thought it was going to happen and it didn't. Um, and then, you know, Adam Cole just found a way he found a way he prevailed he, he used the cast you know which it, it's still a clean win because you know it, it is what it is it's just one shot from his arm i don't really even hey, look at that he said in his post-match he said hey wwe uh officials allowed the cast to be used in the match so 
Yes. I, he's like, I, I am, I, he said, I am able to use it. Well, he also said, you know, I didn't beat him with the cast. I beat him with the last shot. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's facts. It's true. So, you know, he's, he's playing around with it a little bit, but, you know, I, I appreciate it. It was fun to see. And, man, what a great, great match. Um, again, match of the year candidate for sure. Uh, great way to start off their, their full two-hour show on USA. And, my goodness, the surprise at the end blew my mind. So, you know, that's you why gotta, I was like, bro, are you watching NXT? <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I was just coming back from work, so I'm like, uh-oh, something happened. So <laughs> I got to tell him, like, man, wait, I'm, I'm about to watch you right now. Right. So, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to give away any hints or clues. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm just going to ask you one simple question. I just want to hear us know, are you watching NXT? <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, so... You know, Adam Cole, he's in the ring. His music's playing. You know, he's feeling good about himself. He just defended the NXT championship. And then this music for this man hits. Finn Balor. It says Balor on the screen. And I'm I'm like, what is happening right now? What is happening? Because Finn, we haven't seen him since The Fiend. Yeah. You know, and we so we go ahead. SummerSlam. Yes, yeah, in SummerSlam. So, you know, we haven't seen him since then. And, you know, he wasn't looking great beforehand. He had the losing streak. You know, there's so many thoughts people had. Maybe he joins the, the OC. Uh, maybe he turns heel. You know, maybe he doesn't come back. You know, maybe he leaves the company because maybe he's frustrated. Like, who knows, right? Yeah, we said maybe he'll come back as a heel, join the OC, and then turn on AJ. Like, we, we had a whole story lined up for him. Exactly. But – this I did not see coming, and I couldn't be happier, man. Like Finn back in NXT, he showed up, and immediately, you know, he did a little pose, and the entire crowd just was like so excited, just like just of old, just like you know, being back in NXT, seeing that whole crowd getting up with it, man. It looked. I don't know, man. Visually, it just looks better in NXT. It does. It does. It looks, I'm like, it looks so much better in NXT. God, and that just the crowd ate it up. Adam Cole sitting there like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, it's just, you know, this is my company now. It's my company now, you know, telling him to his face. And, you know, Finn you know, gets on the mic. He's like, as of now, Finn Balor is NXT. And the crowd loses their minds. Like, what? I was like, what? I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Is this true? And, and, and and as soon as that happened, I immediately texted you. That's why I was like, all right, I got to see if you're watching NXT right now. <laughs> I need to know, if you because if you are, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Man. It was so great moment. Great moment overall. Just an epic moment. One of the biggest moments in NXT history, probably. You know, and I mean, and there was more to come on this show, but that right there was a shocker. So it kind of opens up the door now for more people to, yeah. to show back up on NXT. And, um, and, and I'm thinking, like, it, it may, Balor just made it official. It is, NXT is an official third brand now. Yes. It is yeah. legitimized. He just legitimized uh, Triple H brand. And he always, Triple H always, always talked about that. He was like, you know, we're going to be that third brand. Like, that's, that's, the direction for his NXT development brand yep. is to be a legit third brand. And I yep. think this what this what Finn Balor just did. He he just 
gave you the stamp of approval like yes this is an official third brand and i'm ecstatic elated pleasantly surprised that he is back in nxt man and, and it's official because at the wwe shop i already got the nxt shirts for welcome back or i'm saying i'm back balor wow back NXT, something like that man nice yeah. nice Oh man, well, I, I, man, I'm so excited, and again, my my mind is just running wild with like all the people that I would love to see make a return to to NXT. Uh, like the number one that pops in my mind, honestly, is Shinsuke Nakamura. Like yes. the yep. day he shows, if it would ever happen, like he shows up with his old music, that crowd is gonna go nuts singing along with it. The the singing won't stop. You know, the music stops, but they keep singing. Like, I can just picture it in my head and they're just flapping. Oh, my God. Just, oh, good cape. Yeah, just bringing the cape to, to NXT. He should, man. He's the only one that can wear that cape. Why not? Just bring Wait, it to what do you think else? Like, you think Asuka could come back? You think man. Cesaro? Oh, my God. Yeah. He can, he can use that. Yeah, Cesaro could really use it. That would be great. That would be great. There's just so many people. There's so many people that could that could come back. I mean, hell, my brother recently we were talking about it. You know, Alistair Black, even honestly, oh, yeah, Alistair Black, Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. NXT, bro. Yep, yep. Gosh, there's just so much. And watching NXT, honestly, it just seemed like there was so much talent on display. I'm like, man, there's a lot of great wrestlers already on NXT. To then throw you know Finn back in there, and then put possibly some more guys in this draft. Like, wow. It's 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 just insane. Like they, they, this show, this brand is just so good. So yeah, man. This this opening segment for NXT was amazing. Um, just just oh, it was everything. It was everything. It just made my my night right then and there. Just seeing that. Like if that's all that I saw, you know, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I am satisfied with everything, and it just happened. I can stop right here if I want to. But of course, I didn't. <laughs> man, are you? I gotta ask this question. Yeah. Well, I'm just not, it's not even a question. I just can't believe that we're going to get an Adam Cole versus Finn Balor match. Man. We're going to get. Yep. Yep. And then, you know what? And then uh, Finn Balor, he got like a somewhat different look. Yeah. Short hair. It seemed like he got a, a, he's tatted up on his left hand. Okay. And tattoo and it, it, I'm trying to see if it was like a full sleeve, so I don't know, man. We'll see when he wrestles, man. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he has a different feel to him for sure, like a like a darker look, you know. Yeah. Which I, I like it a lot. I mean, you know, the smiling Finn, extraordinary man that does extraordinary things. You know, Blue Balor. It, it's it's you know it is what it is you know Valor's great but this right here there was something to it where I'm like he's scary right now man like I, I want to see this matchup and I feel like Adam Cole the the reservation that he had the, just the feeling like whoa no not him like what is going on like no this is my brand this is my company now um, you feel you felt it <laughs> man so yeah I just can't wait I just can't wait. Um, so that was NXT's opening match. So now going over to back over to AEW with the Cody Rhodes Sammy Guevara matchup. Um, this matchup too, like we said, I mean the way they opened it up with the promo and everything was great. The matchup itself, Sammy Guevara really showed off his high flying ability, his athleticism through the matchup. 
Um, you know, just just he looked he looked great. You know, when he played the heel character, the heel role really well. Um, arrogant youngster. You know, I like how he uh, kind of posed in the middle of the ring, kind of laying down. Uh, you know, just being a show off. Yeah. Yeah, just over. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, the, the pose where he kind of—it's almost like, um, like I think Shawn Michaels used to do that. At, yeah, in yep. his career. Yeah, so if it, it felt again, his moniker is the best ever. So he was just really trying to show, like, this is easy for me. You know, like this is just this is what I do. I don't really, I don't. It's it's no sweat for me to be able to do all these high fly moves and then pose and you know make you look stupid. You know, all at the same time. So you know, really loved what he did here. Um, Cody, man, again, he just connects with the crowd so well. It was just it's so great watching him. So he he killed it from his side. Um, there was one spot, I guess the the turning point in the matchup was uh, that Sammy was on the outside and he it was on the ground, right? And then uh, Brandy was like pointing at him, you know, saying, yep. yeah, yeah, that's what you get. And so Cody was getting ready to do a suicide dive. Um, at this point, Sammy Guevara is like up on his feet. But he pulls Brandy in the way of, of between him and Cody as Cody does a suicide dive. So he runs into his wife, knocks her down. And, you know, that was an interesting spot. And again, you know, having the, the, the female superstars taking bumps like that, you know, I think it's something cool to see that AEW yeah. is willing to have Mixing that. It in, man. Yeah. 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 So I like that a lot, you know, and, and I mean, Brandy, like she took it, she took a great bump. She did great with that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they're willing to do that more. So um, with, with the, with the female superstars as well. So I like that spot. Um, in the end, Cody did end up getting the win, uh, got the pinfall on Sammy Guevara. But then we, at the end of the matchup, and this kind of was a running theme. They tried to do an interview with Cody, like right after the match happened. Uh, oh, yeah. You had Tony Schiavone in the ring, which uh, we even talked about that. But the commentary team, Tony Schiavone, uh, yet um, oh, what's his what's his name? The the masked uh, uh, guy that they have on commentary. I'm is it look. Felix? No, 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 no. It's it's um, oh, I had the name in my head and I just blanked out on it. But Jr. Uh, Tony Schiavone and the one other commentator, which I will get his name before this is over. Um, but Tony Schiavone being back on television is kind of crazy too. Like hearing his voice. And I actually preferred him at some points to JR in this show, to be honest with you. You know, I feel like JR sometimes, you know, I'm not sure if he like, like sometimes he is selling for everything that they're doing. I feel like he's criticizing what's going on more so than just like commentating on what's going on. Sometimes I'm like, what side are you on JR? Like you gotta put these guys over. What are you doing? Um, But Tony was just like in that mode. So I thought he was, he, he was the best that he had sounded you know, to me in a, in a, in a long time. Um, so anyway, I really enjoyed him, but he was going to do the interview with Cody uh, to just, you know, I guess say, you know, what, how he won the match and lean into his match with Jericho, like what are his thoughts? But, you know, Sammy gets up and he wants to, you know, it looks like maybe he wants to do something. They want to keep fighting. And Cody's like, no, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. I got this. So, so, you know, he looks at Sammy and Sammy puts, extends his hand out to go and shake his hand. So, you know, Cody's like, okay, sign of respect, cool. So they're shaking hands, but then the way the camera is, you can always kind of feel when something is going on because you can see the yeah. crowd and they're kind of reacting. <laughs> so you're like, all right, who's doing the run-in? Who's doing yeah. the run-in? And sure enough, it's Chris Jericho runs in and just, again, proceeds to do a beatdown to, to – I want that goes. shirt, by the way. 
Oh, wait, what was the shirt? A little bit of the bubbly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and it's so crazy how Jericho will just come up with these catchphrases and yes. these lines, one-liners, man. Like, gosh, the list, and now a little bit of the bubble is this thing. Just, it's just crazy. Talk but, about um, a man that know how that know how to evolve his character. Yeah, just, just he continues to reinvent himself, just yes. time and time again. Um, yeah, so creative and marketing genius, apparently too, because yeah, he put that on a t-shirt. You know, he's selling selling shirts now with it. So yeah. you know, shout out to him. Um, so yeah, there was a beatdown. Now, one thing I did not like about this segment was. The beatdown turned into one of those picture-in-picture situations. Um, Or when it went commercial? Yeah. Like, they were showing the beatdown in the small box, and they showed the commercial. I'm like, man, the timing, I thought, was was poor there. Yeah. Usually, like, that's a major thing to happen. I get it if you're doing picture-in-picture during a match, you know, because they're going back and forth, you know, and the match is still in the balance. But this is story that's being told. Right. And now we're being forced to watch this in a little box. And it like, happened like within 30 seconds of the beatdown. And then bam, yeah. picture in picture. Just it wasn't away. like, you know, it was a it was, you know, a good two minute beatdown. Like you'll see something on WWE and then all right, we'll break. Yeah. But when do you ever see him break from a beatdown though? Exactly. I mean, a picture like we're going a little bit back here, but raw, you know, where Brock Lesnar was destroying Dominic and then they go to commercial and it's picture in picture. Like the impact is (laughs) weird. It'll be a lot less than what it was. You know, if you can't really experience it with the sound and everything that was going on, you know, with Jericho, man, like he was using the the ring bells table and there was just all this stuff going on, you know, chairs, he stacked up two chairs together and was trying to throw him through those. Like there was a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, man, this is, it's a shame that this is going on during the commercial, but you know, they cut back and the beat that was still going on um, when they, when they went to full screen again. So you you did get the, the conclusion of that beat down in in its full glory. So overall, just a nitpick there. I feel like that's something that they'll they'll clean up going forward because this was their first show. Yeah, but, I totally uh, agree with with yeah. that. Uh, but real quick, what do you think of Cody Rhodes? You think he's the face of AEW? Because yeah. to me, I, I don't think he's the face, but I definitely think he's the heart. Like, you know, the way the crowd was just resonating with him, like, you know, you can you can just tell that he is the heart of of AEW. I think right now he's both. I think right now he's the face of AEW and he's the heart and soul of AEW. He's, he's all of it, man. He embodies AEW through and through. I think that's why the, the crowd loves him. Like, honestly, his theme song to me is the theme song for AEW. You know, like Kingdom, like it just, when I hear it, I think like, yes, this is AEW. This is why I'm excited about AEW. You know, I got it on my phone. I'm, I'm when I'm when I'm working out, when I'm going out, like I listen to that song and I just get hyped up. And, you know, it's just like, I think Cody Rhodes is it for them. He's everything for them right now. And yeah. besides Jericho, I would say, I don't think anybody has that impact yet on the crowd like that. You know, there's some guys that definitely, you know, like Kenny Omega and John Moxley and some of these other guys that are big names that for sure, like, could end up being the face of the company. You know, and MJF, you know, we've talked about in the past, too, like he's on his way for sure to being a superstar and maybe the eventual face, too. But right now, man, when you whenever a Cody Rhodes match happens, I don't care what has been happening, because there's been times where I've been like, ah, I'm not really feeling what AEW is doing. 
But then Cody's match will hit. I'm like, I just instantly get excited. I'm like, cool. Like this is this is this is now I'm now I'm there. You know, like double or nothing. I feel like I had that that feeling. The first couple matches was okay, and then the last four matches were awesome. And the first of those four was was Cody Rhodes's match. Um, and I, I just immediately like again his entrance and like smashing the throne and just yeah. he just captivates people, man. Like he just knows what he's doing. Good. So well, yeah, he knows he knows how to tell a good story. He does. He does, yeah. man. Like, so I, I would give him that right now. I've, I've said John Moxley in the past is the person that I would try to push. I mean, you talked about MJF. You know, I think both of those guys are great choices along with Kenny Omega. But right now, it, it's Cody. Even though he's part of, you know, management technically, yeah. you know, it just seems like the crowd is just so connected with him that it, it's yeah. just, it, it has to be him. That's, that's what I thought right. when, you know, uh, when he won that match. Uh, with Sammy and you know he's just kind of taking that brief moment with the uh with the crowd you know and then Tony Schiavone they just can't kind of share a moment together a little bit and I thought that was all great man yeah and and that and that right there I'm like oh man this dude is definitely in the heart of AEW yeah yeah man so that that's the heart for sure and I don't think that'll that'll ever you know go away with it maybe at one point again because he is part of management eventually he's going to want to create new stars to, to be the face of the company. So, you know, that, that time is coming, but right now I think that's why he has the match with Jericho because they recognize it. They see it. It's like capitalize on that. Now just this, this connection he has with the crowd. So yeah, definitely the heart and soul man, for sure. It's, it's Cody Rhodes. And, and yeah. currently for me, you know, he's the face, he's the one that I get the most excited about. That's, that's just what it is. Um, yeah. But And I'm going to say too, yeah. real quick on the uh, commentary team, I thought they were uh, definitely better than raw, but, I'm gonna give the commentary team to uh, NXT hands down. They're they're oh, the best. Yeah. I don't yeah. even need to hear Fox, you know, because that's what Michael Cole and Corey Graves and <laughs> Renee Young. Know, you're that's just from Raw, so I don't need to hear them. I'm just gonna stamp it right here, like it's NXT. Yeah, we 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 already know what what uh, that team is gonna be. Like. We've been hearing them on on uh, on Raw for so long now. Michael Cole, you know, it is what it is. He's He's corny, <laughs> so yeah. we just just call it what it is. But um, yeah, Are you ready yeah. for the big dog? Oh, man, dude, prepare yourself. It's that's the big it. dog. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's, that's what you're gonna hear from SmackDown. Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, so well, let's keep it going with AEW. Actually, I'm gonna gonna move to their next matchup, which was your guy. Well, my guy too, but again, you had picked him for the face of AEW. So let's talk about MJF versus this is Brandon Cutler, which I had no context for Brandon Cutler before. Me either. I don't know. I don't know who, <laughs> who he is. We were introduced <laughs> to him on this day, so let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, man. I thought this was and I only did we even talk about the graphics showing their records? No, no, we didn't. Okay, so I'll bring that up because it did show up for for Cutler. So that I think that was a cool uh, detail right there. What they did with their graphics. So when their names pop up, if you look to the right of it, it'll show their record. It'll say uh, like new record and I believe overall record. So if you're being if you're like in other promotions, I guess. So I guess that's what they're counting because they had that record for Rio, and I noticed they had overall and then new. And I noticed overall it it was di- it, it it was different from her uh, new, so I, that's why I, I took it as. Mm. But 
I thought this was a great opening for MJF. Instantly, the crowd got on him, calling him an asshole, which was great. So if you're a casual fan, you're just channel surfing, you're like, who the hell is this guy? Why the fans are just getting on him? You're going to instantly be glued. And then he's getting on Cutler, letting him know where he, you know, where he stands in the, in the crowd too, you know, you know, letting them know they're all poor. And, uh, <laughs> which was great. Hey, I think he said like check, uh, doing uh, the check thing on this checkboard. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this was a great showing for MJF. This, this was, this match was all about, uh, you know, Cutler served his purpose. He looked good. He made MJF look good. But this was all about MJF. Get to know about MJF. Get to learn about the future face of AEW. Because uh, it was it was the I enjoyed the beginning. I enjoyed the promo, and I enjoyed the the match as well. Man, I thought it was good work. Did you? So there was one spot with uh, Brandon Cutler where he was at the top rope and he fell off the top rope, like his left leg kind of slipped on it. Well, do you think that was a botch, or you think that was? was it looked like it was a botch because his knee buckled and it, mm. and he kind of when he got up, it looked like he, he he got up a little bit tender. Like now he just took his time. He wasn't as fast and agile as before. Like. You, you saw him limp, so I guess they even changed up the finish. Okay. Because they, I mean, to MJF's credit, like, from his part, he played it off really well. Like, as soon yeah, he, he did. Kind of, kind of rolled out the way, then he grabbed the ref to get in between them, you know, and then he he um, got, I think he, what did he do? He kicked, did he kick him? Or, what, he got him in a submission afterwards, but, but my point is, I think he played it off really well. And that was a nice pro move where, yes, there's a spotch, but you you made it seem so seamless that I could have bought that maybe, you know, they, they actually had planned it that way because of how seamless he made it look and he yeah. didn't freak out or do anything weird. Oh. So, you know, shout out to him for that. I mean, I yeah. think because that happens where people just slip up. So how do you use that as a part of, you know, or, or just kind of riff off of that mistake? And he did a great job with it. Um, yeah, man. And he's so, only 23. That's crazy. He's he's. He's, man, well on his way to, again, being a, just a superstar. Um, like you said, him on the mic, you know, he's just oh, hilarious. Yeah, money on the Boy, mic. He, yeah, he just, he, what do you say? He said, when a mic is in my hand, you all shut the hell up or something like that. Like, yes. he just kind of gives the crowd the business without even hesitation. So I just love that about him. Um, and he's hung with the best. I mean, we talked about it with him on uh, Jericho's podcast and Stone Cold's podcast. It doesn't matter who he's talking to. You know, he's still the same guy, you know, and, and I, I just love it. I love what he does. So, yeah, this matchup, like you said, it was more about him, a showcase for him to, to you know, for us to get to know him uh, both on the mic a little bit more, but also, too, as a wrestler, just seeing what he can do in the ring. And, yeah, yeah I, I want to see more of him in the ring. Uh, the submission, I think, is, is cool, but he just did it to a guy who, you know, again, we didn't know much about. And so now, you know, in the upcoming weeks, you know, seeing him get better matches, uh, maybe having him go against uh, Spears, you know, eventually, too, because they had so much uh, animosity towards each other uh, building up to this this premiere show. So I would love to see him and Sean Spears kind of kind of go at it. But uh, yeah, man, MJF, just great job. Great job overall with him. Um, let's switch back over to, to NXT now and talk about Velveteen Dream um, and the experience that we had right after the Adam Cole, Matt Riddle matchup. 
So Velveteen Dream was on his couch surrounded by women, just like it almost looked like <laughs> a couch of women. Like I didn't even see the couch really. Um, no, you didn't. You saw mostly women on the couch. That's what yeah. you did. So I was like, "Is he? Just, did they just make a chair out of women?" And he's just like, you know, sitting on that. That would be such a Velveteen Dream thing, though. Like if that was really what it was. So I just kind of let myself believe that that's what was happening. I'm like, man, this is great. So you know, and he's basically talking to uh, Roderick Strong, challenging Roderick Strong to a matchup, to a rematch for the North American Championship. Yeah, called um, him out. Called him out. You know, was saying, "Hey, if you're man enough to do this on your own." Uh, but then he also made kind of a joke about, you know, the Velveteen Dream is never one to back down from going against multiple men at the same time. I was like, oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, that got a crowd reaction. You know, yeah. he just doesn't care, man. Like, he doesn't – no matter what people think, like, he's just going to play that, those games with people, with the audience, with his opponent. So just love that about him. And, uh, yeah, he challenged him, uh, challenged him to a matchup. So we're – I've got to assume at TakeOver – like that rematch is going to happen uh, at, at uh, War Games. Take it for War Games. Yeah, that that's that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, you know, is is are yeah, they going to be? What is it? November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, oh, I was we'll if we were okay. still on the old NXT format tape shows, but this is live now. Uh huh. So we're doing weekly live shows all the way. To, I don't know. I, I mean. We're in October right now, so really we're talking about about a month and a couple weeks away. Yeah, they, there there is a scenario where they do something sooner than that. That's true, but it's yeah. not that far off. Um, and to do like I think the undisputed era is going to hold on. All of them are going to keep their belts um, until you know the the uh, uh, War Games pay per view. I think you know, or at least if some of them lose the belts then I think it's going to end up that they regain them by war games. I think war games, you still see all of them as champions, but that's just my thought. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Ah, seeing, seeing Undisputed losing all the all the gold at war games? Uh, oh, man. I mean, <laughs> that would be. I know your, your heart would be broken for sure. Hell yeah, my heart would be broken, <laughs> man. He's playing with my emotions now, Hafiz. <laughs> Oh man, well we'll see. I, not I'm, I don't necessarily think that they'll all lose their belts at that pay per view. We still got a long, like a ways to go. To your point, because I mean, a month and, a, and let's let's call it six weeks potentially away from War Games. A lot could happen. Um, you know, the fact that they may or may not lose those belts, we'll see. But I think that the what what I'm going to guarantee is that by war games, they will still have their championships. I, I truly believe that. Or if one of them loses, then they're going to regain those championships before then. And then whatever happens at war games, maybe they retain. Who knows? But I, I don't really have a prediction there. We're too, we're too, a little too far off for me to know yeah, I, based off of storylines now. I think we're going to get a match before, we're going to get a North American, NXT North American Championship match between between the Dream and Ron before in, war games. And Ron? Yeah, that's that's what Dream called him, Ron. <laughs> Jeez. He kept on calling him Ron. You didn't notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. I thought, <laughs> I you thought it was great. About, uh, he just Todd, called him Ron. Todd Phillips, the, that joke again. Oh, no, no, no. Man. He actually called him. He's like, now Ron? <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, oh, you know, man. anticipating that. And then after that, we had a matchup with Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, um, which, you know, again, just – 
Io Shirai, her entrance, every time she comes out, I'm always just really hyped up about it. Just she just her look right now, the lights, the music, everything. Yeah. It's just it's everything, really. I love uh, yeah, I love her music, how the bass comes in. Yep. It's, and then she comes out nonchalant and then she gets crazy. Yep. It's yeah, it's 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 definitely a good look for her. And then, you know, coincide with that, then you had me a yim and again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're already giving her kudos for having the best music in NXT right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, you know, her. This this was an interesting matchup because I don't think they've ever like gone against each other one on one. They were part of that four or the fatal four way match for the number one contendership. Um, a couple. No, it wasn't last week. It was the week before, like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. It was like the world. Uh, not world premiere. It was this. NXT the, premiere of being USA. live on USA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that this matchup too. It was it was cool to see them finally getting a chance to go against each other one on one. Me and him started out real quick, you know, just putting yeah. the pressure immediately on her. Uh, it was like suicide dive early on, and yeah, they just again the pacing was really nice. Um, yeah, just a strong matchup overall. Io Shirai ended up winning the matchup, um, but just a, a fun uh, women's match. Um, it'll be interesting to compare this because I do want to talk about this one and the NXT Women's Championship match in comparison to AEW's Women's Championship oh, match. Man, that was there are some, okay. Yeah, yeah. Some, some stark differences there that we'll, we'll get into. Well, yeah, um, we're going to definitely dissect that one, my friend. Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it was it was it was interesting, but um, just again, Io Shirai and Mia Yim, great showing for both of them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess where we go from here, Io. She's she's inevitably, I think, probably, well, we're not, I don't want to say what happened necessarily yet in the NXT Women's Championship matchup, but, you know, I, I do see her storyline with Candice LeRae kind of continuing one way or another, because um, they, they feel like they have un, unfinished business, but where, yeah. where you... It, it, it definitely have unfinished business, man. Okay. It felt like that's the only reason why Candice LeRae got in the match, because of, because uh, of was her fatal four-way, two, was it, yep. two weeks? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, because because of her feud with with EO, man, you know, yeah. she made it a point. With William Regal was like, "Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're in." So and that's what it felt like. And she, and when the match starts, she immediately went. She made a beeline for EO. So I, I believe they still have unfinished business. Like they need to, you know, wrap up that story. Yeah, yeah, same here. You know, so we'll we'll see where they go from here with EO and with Mia Yim. I think she's kind of in a like little bit of a limbo to be honest with you like she's i don't see her going against Shayna anytime soon really um i think that you know the the championship run it's i don't know i just feel like she's going to continue to be in this situation where she's going to have these matches as a mid carter for a while and then maybe something opens up where she's a part of another multi-woman matchup to decide who's going to you know fight for a future shot um but she looked she looked great in the match so, you know, I think she'll be fine. She, it's just, I think maybe they can put her in a side story. I, I had said this a few weeks ago about, uh, I think we talked about Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the women always doesn't have to be in a, you know, championship storyline. It could be a, just a, a side story or a feud. You know, people just don't like each other. Like they're doing with Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. So I'm pretty sure they could do something with me and him as well. That could be entertaining. They definitely could. They definitely could. I think right now it's just that she doesn't she doesn't have that currently. So after this, it's kind of like, okay, she that's why I say she's a little bit in limbo because with this loss, you know, she's 
does not have any storyline that's currently going on that I can completely, yeah. I can quickly go to and say, oh, this is what she's going to do. So they're going to have to develop that for her. But I think she'll be fine. I think they will find something for her um, to do. It's just I, 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 I'm curious of what that is because I really do like Mia Yim. Um, but yeah, so that'll do it for that matchup. But let's switch back over to AEW and where we left off here. There was a little segment with Jay and Silent Bob um, real quick that was uh, kind of kind of interesting. Um, Angelo Angelico or Angelico yeah. and Jack Evans interrupted <laughs> this segment, you know, just yelling at Jay and Silent Bob. And then, um, you know, at a certain point, we had Private Party kind of come in and make the save for them. So, um, one, I didn't notice Jay and Silent Bob there during uh, the early parts of the show. So I was like, wait, that's Kevin Smith. Like, he's just there in, in, the, in, the, in the stands. And then I saw the other guy, too. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're, they're there. So you figured they were going to do something with those two. And when oh, they yeah. had to talk yep. about the upcoming movie, I'm like, cool. Were they booing when, when they started talking about the movie? Or was it Angelico and his partner coming out that they were booing? Because I felt like I think, was yeah, I think Yeah, I don't think the fans were booing. Okay, okay. I couldn't tell for a second there. I'm like, as soon as he started talking about the movie, like that the booze started and I couldn't tell if the fans were just like, Oh no, we're here for wrestling. We're not here to hear your cheap promotional, you know, segment about, you know, this movie and stuff you got going on outside of wrestling, you know, which sometimes the fans do turn on celebrities pretty quickly. And an AEW crowd, I would feel like might be more irritated with, so stuff like that, like cheap promotional things happening. But, you know, the we didn't see Angelico and Jack Evans coming down, so that's probably more likely what it was. Um, but th- I guess that kind of brings up a point that, you know, if they are going to have uh, celebrities show up, I hope they keep it to the wrestling. Like, they, they have to – they can't do the WWE thing where, you know, it seems like some guys are just there to promote whatever it is yeah, they're get doing. get a free plug. Yeah, like like this is a place where I would want it to just really focus on the wrestling and not get too commercial. Um, they may have to in some situations, but I just I, I I like to think that maybe we can work that out in a better way um, than than again sometimes WWE will do it. But anyway, that uh, uh, segment was was funny for the the short amount of time that it had on screen. Um, not really much to add on beyond that, unless you had any any tidbits you wanted to mention oh no man we can keep it moving okay so then uh we had a segment with socal uncensored scu yeah. um, <laughs> they were in washington dc so they cut this promo where scorpio was basically barack obama <laughs> it was, you know well, what it was a pretty good it, it was if you were to close your eyes you, you, you would believe it. that that's barack obama you can hear it. You can hear it. So he did a good job with that. Um, you know, and then the other two were kind of like the Secret Service agents, and he's talking about D.C., and then he goes into their whole, this is undoubtedly the worst city that we've ever been to. Like, this is their whole thing. They got T-shirts for it. So it was a funny segment. I'm still, I don't know, SCU, I'm, I'm afraid that they're actually going to have them win the Tag Team Championships. Um, and Why would you say first- I, because the way the brackets looked, you know, which I don't have the brackets in front of me, but on one side, it's SCU and then New like, Order. Okay, but I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to beat the New Order. I just, I'm, I'm afraid that that's going to happen. And on the other side, you know, you've got 
uh, the the Lucha Brothers. And then you had this segment that happened here where after the the White House segment with the Barack Obama in, in, uh, impersonation, they were actually there at the arena and then the Lucha Brothers come out and then they brawled. But they're on opposite sides of the bracket. So I'm like, oh my God, this is probably setting up their inevitable uh, matchup for the titles. So, and if that happens... I mean, I would. Lo- I'm rooting for the Lucha Brothers. I would love to see the Lucha Brothers be the first tag team champions, but I feel like they're not going to do that because the Lucha Brothers are already so so over. Um, and I don't even know if the Lucha Brothers are are gonna be a part of AEW like full time because um, they're they wrestle all over. So I don't know if that's that's a permanent thing. Whereas that's well, I got, the, I got the bracket with me right now. So Lucha Brothers. Are the first first bracket? It would be Lucha Brothers against Jurassic Express, right, right. And then Young Bucks going against Private Party. All they all on the all four on the same side. And on the other yeah. side, you got SCU best friends. And then Dark Order has that buy, that buy, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Dark Order beating SCU, I could see that, but again, with this promo, they're setting up like you know, something that goes past that matchup. Um, so it kind of feels like, yeah, SCU might be getting built up for that final, you know, a finals appearance, you know, up against the Lucha Brothers. So I don't know, what what, what do you, so you you are kind of, like, it sounds like in the same boat as me where you don't want to see that happen. Hell no, I want to see SCU in the, uh, to win the whole thing, man. Like, it's not many teams in this. I thought it would be, I don't know. I don't even know why I thought it would be more than when you think about it. More than you know, six teams in the yeah. you know the start started out, but okay, whatever. But I think I could see I could see Lucha Bros. But but like you said, you don't know if they sign with AEW. You know if they're going back to AAA, right? Uh, but. Well, maybe Young Bucks too, man. I'm, I'm in the air with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's, I mean, Young Buck. I don't see the Young Bucks winning it because, uh, well, in the main event, you know, well, not to to talk about that too much, but you know, they're already doing something with uh, the team formerly known as LAX, who's not in the tournament. So I feel like there's going to be something there where you know they interfere or something and, and take them out. Um, and I don't think the Young Bucks being that, again, they're kind of technically part of management, that they'll want to award themselves as the first ever uh, AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, there's a lot to, to consider, you know, for AEW as they go forward with, with all these championships and title moves. But, I mean, it would if they did sign the Lucha Bros, them as the first Tag Team Champions, cool. Let's go ahead and do that and award them that. I think that would be a really, really great move. Um, if they had the new order, go ahead and win it. That's cool too. I'm fine with that. SCU, yeah. you know, that would be probably the last team that I would want uh, to do it. And it, it'd be a very like Baron Corbin winning King of the Ring kind of thing to happen. To be honest with you, that's kind of the way I would feel about it. Which, see, see, I think you're in the in the mind frame of of WWE, so you got to mm-hmm. flush that out. Right, right. You know, you, your program. <laughs> it's a WWE yeah. storytelling. Yeah. So, so that way, that's why I think that's why you feel that SCU might, might you know, might take the whole thing. I think that's part of it, but again, just the way that they set this up with Lucha Bros and and SCU in that segment, 
and they're on opposite sides of the bracket, you know, it, it's 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 kind of teasing their potential matchup. Now they may go a different way, which would be really cool, you know, because now it's it's, it's you know maybe they want to plant that seed in people's head that oh you know now these are the two favorites from both sides, you know, being that you know Lucha Brothers have looked so good for for the all the pay per views that they've done recently with the Young Bucks and SCU, you know, they have so much experience you know, that, you know, on their side, they would have more experience than the New Order and have more experience than the best friends. So they should be considered the favorites on that side. Um, so maybe they're just playing around with that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I am excited about the Texan tournament overall, though. And just we're going to get some great matchups um, with with tag teams that, you know, have been, you know, all kind of they have great chemistry and the Young Bucks care about tag team wrestling. So, yeah. you know, they're going to give these matches time and it's going to feel great. Yeah. And um, it's a tournament too. So it should be yeah. pretty sweet. So you get to see how they do a tournament compared to WWE, your competition, WWE. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So flipping back to NXT, uh, Johnny Gargano went against Shane Thorne. <laughs> uh, so, we talked hey. about this too. Man, well, here's uh, what I'm saying. What, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? So, so the matchup itself, I thought was good. Okay. I thought Shane Thorne actually had a good showing. I still feel like Shane Thorne really has no business having matchups with Johnny Gargano yet. I don't think he's on his, in his league, but I did think he he had a good showing. So, kudos to them for you know giving him the matchup, and kudos to Johnny Gargano for helping to try to put him over and and, and maybe build him up. Because they're, they're trying. They're really making an effort to try to build up a new guy, a new star, potentially. Um, he just – and his, his wrestling overall is entertaining. I mean, he's, he's good in the ring. It's just like, up against Johnny Gargano, it felt like, man, this is just – Johnny Gargano's on the level, man. Like, this is, this is NXT championship type, you know, wrestling. Yeah. You know, where Shane Thorne is just like, you know – he couldn't even be in the breakout tournament is the storyline, you know? So it's just, it's two different levels where, you know, I think Shane Thorne needs to to work his way up a little bit more before he has a serious storyline with Johnny Gargano. But, you know, right now he, he's got it. He's got it. So we'll see what he does with it. Yeah. I thought uh, Johnny Gargano looked good. Even Shane Thorne uh, as a heel, he, he looked good too. It was a good showing for, uh, for him, like you said, but Johnny Gargano, you, you could just tell he was on a whole nother level on his re- on a wrestling skill level. Like he, Shane Thor couldn't touch him. Like, yeah, I could admit that. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, you know, Johnny Gargano, he's that dude. Uh, and I, I see how they're trying to build him now. Maybe they're going with that slow approach, you know, just building him back up uh, to that, uh, that Johnny champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, that could be that could be the road for sure. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of a slow buildup and and him on the because we talked about the heart of AEW. I think the heart of NXT. I mean, it's oh, clearly yeah. Johnny Gargano. Like yes, that, that's I agree with thing. that. Yeah, the face right now is Adam Cole, but the heart oh, yes. is Johnny Gargano. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's just what it is. I can yeah. admit that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, boy, my boy Johnny, you know, he, he'll have his turn on the sun again, but he's the heart, and that's that's good, man. That's it's it's a it's a great spot for him to be in. So you know, it's it's yeah. He he he. That crowd feeds off of him. Um, he's just got. He's typically got that underdog role. Not in this matchup. He was not the underdog at no, all. No, James I didn't Moore. feel that at all. <laughs> I felt Shane Thorne was the underdog. Like, yes. yeah, just you know, I, I know that this is gonna, gonna go. Like Johnny Wrestling is gonna wrestle circles around you. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. So flipping back to AEW, Pac versus Hangman Adam Page. Um, so we had this matchup. This match was actually supposed to happen at double nothing, but it didn't. Uh, Pocket pulled out of the matchup, yeah. which put Hangman Adam Page into their uh, battle royal tournament to see who was going to go um, and and be the number one contender for the AEW championship. And so he ended up winning that, but losing the championship matchup to Chris Jericho. So here we are at the premiere of AEW Dynamite. And yeah, they're they're having the matchup finally. So I don't. Why don't you go ahead and break this one down? What did you think of Pac versus Hangman Adam Page? I love Pac. I love his entrance. How he just has this slow, methodical walk. Just he's just angry, angry expression. Even the commentary team was just they were just so focused on that, on that mm-hmm. look, that image. It was just even Jr. said that you know I just want to call him a bastard. You know, because <laughs> he just has this look like, do not F with me, bro. Don't say one word to me or it's going down. Like, literally, that's the image he has. That's that look. Like, you do. It's not an inviting look. That's, that's how I can break it down. <laughs> it's not inviting. It's not like, like a horror. Like, yeah, you hang out with this dude. Like, no. Stay with <laughs> you can't hang out with me. Nope. That's not happening. Yeah, I'm not going to. Like, if. If, if you was a coworker, that's the guy you're not going to attempt to ask if you want to go hang out and get a beer. Like, no, you stay away from that dude. Like, that that was the type of look. Uh, and and I'm thinking, like, man, I wish Moxley wasn't hurt because I probably would have enjoyed this match. Mm. Pac and uh, Hangman Page. Like, how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but we didn't get that. But I thought it was a great match. It, it, it showed. It was a good. It it was a good match for both for uh, Adam Hayman Page and Pac. Yeah, uh, Pac get the uh, Pac got a chance to show off his agility, his speed, uh, his slowing it down at times. Uh, Adam Hayman Page as well. Like I enjoyed the storytelling of this match and. Man, bro, like even the even the finish was good. Like even even though Heyman didn't tap, mm-hmm. he didn't tap. It, it was a good finish. He just kind of choked him out, and it was just very vicious from from uh, Pop. He didn't even let go. Even when the ref was getting on him to let go, he just would not let go. Mm-hmm. Like he was out. He was sleeping. He still wouldn't let go. That's how badass Pop is. Like you do not want to f with him, man. So. This this match definitely worked for me. Yeah, I I was um I really liked what Adam Page did in this matchup. As much as you know, Pac was a was definitely a standout for sure as well um, for this whole night. But Adam Page, because we've gotten on Adam Page saying you know he was just not ready for that moment for yeah. you know the AEW Championship. 
But in terms of in this, I felt like, yeah, this is a great spot for him to be in. Yes. Like, you know, having this matchup against Pac and being that, like, you know, face uh, up-and-comer guy who we're starting to build up slowly now. Um, and, 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 you know, he does have charisma about him. He has a unique wrestling style for a, a guy his size. He's very athletic. And I don't know, I guess I was able to just appreciate it more in this situation like again, a, a slow build for him, I think, is what's appropriate to yes. force him into that that situation with Jericho in the beginning. Like it just felt like too much too soon for a guy mm-hmm. that we barely knew. You I know, felt so. I felt that that championship match was was a disservice to him. Yeah, to Hangman, but this match, this match is in the is the first step in the right direction for him. Exactly. Like that slow build, yeah, and that true face character. Exactly. Like, I felt like I wanted to get behind him yes. in this matchup, you know, and, and and really start to just learn more about him. And, and, you know, his wrestling was great. You know, he was sharp with his moves. It was great, man. Like, I thought this matchup was w- w- went really well. Um, now, of course, I've, I've got to always be honest in, in my, my small nitpicks here. Earl <laughs> Hebner was the ref in this match. Oh, my Actually, God, bro. He didn't work for me. He was the part uh, that I was like. You know what? You what know what? I got, I got, I got to keep it real too. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm like he, he is too old to be reffing. Yeah, He's limping around. It like, was bad. It, it, it was too noticeable for me, man. Yeah, it was too noticeable for me. Yeah, I'm like he doesn't need to be getting on the ground counting these counts. I'm like, come on, bro. I get it. It's Earl Heffern, but like he, but you had a good run. You seriously had a good run. He did. Yeah. He did. He's, I mean, I, you he's know what? Of, I don't think that's a nitpick. It's just, he, he doesn't need to be there. He doesn't. It just did not feel right with him no. being being out there. And it felt and like I he got in their way sometimes, man. He did. So that that's the thing. It's like for me, him refing, cool, but then you got to know your. The, it just felt like he wasn't aware of what was happening sometimes. Yeah. And like there was a spot where, where, um, Oh, the spot where Pac did the low blow, I felt like he, so he wasn't supposed to be able to to see that and react to it, but he just had this weird, like no reaction, but it was still kind of a reaction. It's hard to explain. Like, I felt like he was looking at Pac, like he knew something happened, but yeah. then he was like, okay, go ahead. Like he just <laughs> kind of like was helping Pac now. Like I know you, I know you low blowed him, and I'm gonna let it go. Like what, what, what are you doing? And then even on the submission, I felt like he called it too quickly. Like I felt like that was something yeah, where that, that was a bit brief on the on the technical knockout, if you want to call yeah. it like that. Like it seemed like he called for the bell right away yeah. versus like I even see like bit. did he even attempt to grab her arm to see if, if no. he was like. I- no, I don't remember that because what I remember is I, I feel like he maybe like looked at him for a second and said, nope, he's out. But I'm like, how do you know he's out? You didn't see his eyes. Yeah. You didn't see like, and then. Oh, dude, I'm looking at it right now. He didn't. He didn't. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah. He didn't even, he even, even grab Hangman's arm to see if it, you know, if if he was still alive or whatever. Yeah. He just he knew the finish, and so he's right. like, okay, this is it. Let me call it versus actually, like, playing into it, checking his arm, you know, really making sure, you know, letting it linger for a little bit. No, he just called it, and I'm like, God, this is, you know, he didn't, he didn't ruin it, but it just, for me, it was noticeable to the point where it did bother me. It bothered me the way that he, he worked that match. 
Yeah, man. Like I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like uh I, I don't I don't believe it's a nitpick. I, I just believe that it's a critique that it needs to be sp- spoken about. Like seriously. Yeah. Like, like you don't like Earl, he I he's been great in WWE. He was great in WCW, you know, especially in my time during the attitude era. Great. Yeah. But uh even TNA too. But mm-hmm. he clearly, you know, you know, he needs to retire. The way he just he's just not moving how he used to be. Yeah. Or how a ref should be moving, not he, getting in the way. Exactly. He like he can be a backstage presence. You know, he could be like Dean Malenko is is there too, you know what I'm saying? And he's just kind of like one of their, you know, road guys, you know, which is I think Earl Hebner, if they want to have him somewhat be a, still a president, sure, maybe do something like that with him, you know, where he's the senior official and like all of the, like, you know how in the NFL, they'll have like the senior official in the booth that they correspond with and say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Do you think the referee made the right call? And it's like yeah. Earl Hebner is there they're going with that sports field. I think that would be kind of interesting, like on Insta replays, you have Earl Hebner in the booth and he's like, yeah, I thought that was a, a good call. And it could be kind of funny, you know, because Earl Hebner maybe he just has like like a few, like very few word answers or something like that. He just keeps it simple. He's like, yeah, I agree. Or, nope, that was a bad call. And they're like, thanks, Earl. And just I cut away. <laughs> I think there is kind of a, a way to use him in a funny way like that maybe, but um yeah in ring trying to call these matches and important matches too like this this was this this is a big matchup you know so to to risk that with earl not being you know at peak you know performance for it even as a ref you know it just it shouldn't be noticeable like with referees we shouldn't be talking about it like oh he was in the way and you know he you know counted the or called the matchup too quickly like it shouldn't be like that so yeah, I, I think it, it, they need to seriously look at that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yes. I, I totally agree with that one. So, but yeah, Pac went over. Um, so he can. Yep. I think he's undefeated in he is. They AEW. Mentioned they so mentioned yeah, that. records throughout this whole uh, throughout their whole show. Like yeah. you know, they they said you know wins and losses matter. I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. It adds a new like dynamic to it with wrestling because yep. we typically new layer, man. Yep. Yeah, we don't really see that, so I like it. I do like that a lot. Um, so yeah, now we are at the women's championship matches, really for both shows. We so are the NXT women's championship match and the AEW women's championship match. So I'm gonna let you pick. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh. Let's get it out the way. Let's talk about Nyla Rose and Rio. We got to get out the way. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, man. So talk about it. What what, what were your thoughts? Because it didn't work. It did not work for me. It did. I'm I'm just. I just have to be real. It did not work for me at all. Like the way this 98 pound girl was kicking Nyla, I couldn't believe it. Like the the way the story didn't even make sense. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna wear her down, all right, use your Rio should have been using her speed in the beginning, attacking her knees, anything like that. But she was just trying to punch her in the in the back, punch her in the stomach, and now and now that's selling. I'm like, really? These these are hurting you. This you know you have you have a hundred you have a hundred more pounds on her. How Plus. Are, Plus, yeah, more than that, yeah. yeah. You're twice her size, literally. 
twice yeah. their size. Yeah. How is this hurting you right now? In the beginning of the match. In yep. the beginning of the match, you're not even wore down at a point to, for you to be selling at this point. Like you're like, I can get it. All right, you're out of breath for all right, you're we're about 15 minutes in, and now now these punches are hurting, but not like first three minutes, and she's whiffing you in the back, whiffing you on your head, and you're selling. I I this match completely did not work for me. And you know what? I gotta keep real about that belt. I don't even like the uh AEW women's champion belt. It's too tiny. This is a toy. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? And honestly, oh that was kind of a giveaway to me. <laughs> okay, so Rio's winning this because there's no way that Nyla's getting out of our waist. This isn't happening. <laughs> oh, like, boy, what are we doing? Why is this so tiny? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. yeah, so um, the, one of the f- first things I noticed was Rio's, like, uh, her entrance. She had this kind of look on her face where she just seemed, like, super nervous but not in a way that she's trying to sell she's super nervous. I think she legit was super nervous. Like, you know, what? almost like a deer in the headlights kind of look like, what am I, you know, doing here almost? And I, I kind of felt bad for her, honestly. I'm like, is this stage just, just too big? Like, I don't know. There was something about her, her look there. And even when they had the, the uh, introductions, they put the camera right on her face. And I'm like, I, I don't know if she knows she looks like this, but – she definitely felt like someone who, like, the moment was maybe getting to her. And I think the performance yeah. in the ring, like... like the Darren Hale and Darren yeah. Hale, man. Yeah. Like, she just, it just, like you said, the match itself just really didn't work. I mean, the logic of the, you know, this 90... They kept talking about her weight. 98-pound girl. Yeah. You know, up on this... Like, the, year, yeah, like, even the commentary kept on talking about it. Like, yeah. even JR was like, I'm going to talk about it because... It's, it's just a fact. This is what it is. <laughs> it's, you know, she's ninety-eight over. pounds, literally. Yeah, probably what two two fifty maybe is what yes. they were trying to sell her as versus a ninety-eight pound girl, and then she's going to get hurt by kicks and no, nah, it just no, no, nah, it didn't make sense. And then tell me what, like, what was the whole like Nala Rose using the chair, you know, or like trying to use the chair in a championship uh, match? What was the logic there? Like, I, I didn't like it, right, right. How do we get to that point? How we go yeah. to? <laughs> What are we doing? You just don't care about the title anymore. Why are you even yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, there like is. that. That yeah, that was a whole jumble mess. And I was even befuddled by the crowd. Like they was like, "Yeah, Dude, cheering this on," and I'm like, "Here's what I'll say. What? Here, here's what I'll say though. I actually, in a way, that's the one bright spot for me with this is that that crowd it wants." to enjoy and wants to have a good time and they are invested. So going forward, I think AEW can feel confident that this crowd will support what their ideas and give them a chance, at least give them a chance. Cause sometimes WWE crowds can be terrible and well, yeah, they, true. they'll that's just true. shit on anything. So I like that part of it. And I, I legit during the match, I actually applauded the crowd. I'm like, man, kudos to this crowd because this match actually sucks. And for them <laughs> to be cheering what's going on, it's like they just want it to work. They want everything about AEW to work. And I appreciated that for them. So shout out to them. They made the match watchable, to be honest with you. Um, That's true. true. Yeah. That's a good I, I, I'm just saying from a TV standpoint, it sucked. It yeah. sucked. It, it did. 
There, there was a point, too, where I was thinking in my head, like, it almost feels like you got the stunt doubles for Kyrie Sane and Nia Jax, like, <laughs> wrestling each other. Like, that's just how it felt like, you know, just second-rate versions of other superstars that uh, do it better. Why would you say like, that, man? That doesn't even man. help. I'm sorry, but that, that <laughs> picture was in my head. I'm like, yeah, this uh, Riho kind of reminds me, you know, of Kyrie Sane, but she just isn't as good as her, you know. Oh, and, no, you know, no, no, she, no, no, no. She's she just not, you know. And again, with Nyla Rose, I see what they're trying to do. I mean, Nia Jax is is a beast, and you know, there's some similarities there, but it just didn't. The the booking really. Just yeah, it was that the up. match, man. It 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 could it. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, they're like whoever booked that match, that was on y'all. Like you put the you put these two young ladies in a bad spot. I, I'm I'm gonna say from what I've heard about the women's division, you know, I know Kenny Omega has a big part in what they're doing with the women's division. So if if they're gonna do that and put his name out there as like one of the the main proponents, like oh that's that's Kenny's you know, baby, when it comes to, you know, like his part in this, because the Young Bucks are running the tag team division and and Kenny is really has a big stake in the women's division. So I'm going to put this on him, you know, and say like, dude, you, you got to do better, you know, with, with yeah. this because NXT is going to kill you when it comes to the women's division right now. They are going that to is you. it on a whole nother effing level right there. Yes. That's why yes. I wanted, I said, let's talk about this first because when we talk about their match, the, the whole different, whole different perspective on that. Yes, yes. So uh, I guess last thoughts on this. You know, we had Doctor Britt Baker on commentary during this whole thing, and I kind of felt bad for her because yeah. you know it's like, man, she. I wish she was in this matchup because I think she would have just added something to it, and you know, just this legitimacy from her and just her wrestling is more on point than. So you thought more. it should have been a triple threat. Well, or or maybe just her. Instead of Rio, just her? her just her, her, yeah, instead of Rio or Nyla. Either one, just have it be uh, Dr. Britt Baker for sure. Yeah, I, I think okay. that her being in this matchup would have would have been a better better idea. Um, and the crowd was already, I mean, they were really behind this matchup, but to put her in, I think, man, that they probably would have went even more insane for the matchup the way it went. So, yeah, I just think she should have been a part of the matchup and not just a commentary. But... You know, it's a start, so we'll see. Hopefully they they learn from this and, you know, don't let the crowd reaction kind of hide the fact that there were some glaring yeah, issues in their yeah. storytelling for sure. Maybe they can listen to podcasts like this and get the true, <laughs> you know, real critique. Right. You know, well, we keep it real here, you know, because, yeah, because that match did not work at all. Even like, you know, I got to talk about, I want to talk about their their championship, the aesthetics of the, the women's championship belt. It to me, when I look at it, it I, I look at it as like, oh, you really guys don't really care about the women's division. Yeah, that's how I take it when I that's look it. at it like that. You know, if if a casual fan is saying, you know, they see the the big gold belt, you know, Jericho was wearing in the first few minutes of the show, like, oh wow, that's a championship belt, and then you're still watching the show later on, you see this AEW. Uh, women's championship and you see just just the size difference <sighs> like it is like what maybe three times less yeah maybe, maybe that might be generous man maybe a third it's like God. yeah 
like they took a, a small chunk of the the uh, men's championship and then made that the women's belt, like one section of it, and it's like, okay, here's your belt. Like, ooh, it's just not a good look. Yeah, so because with NXT, you I mean the the women's championship there, you could put that, you could have Shayna, you know, and and say Adam Cole standing side by side with each other with oh, their yeah. belts, and you'd be like, yeah, both of these titles are awesome, you know. So Hell yeah. It's just they need to work on that belt, like you said. The aesthetics of it, redo it, because that that was a miss. That was, was definitely a miss. That was, that was definitely a misfire. Like I couldn't get a good look at it when they did a first shot of just <laughs> sitting on that on that little platform. But the minute <laughs> it was removed yeah. and yeah. I saw Rio, I'm like, what? Whoa. I'm like, wow, okay. All right. Note to self. That is a bad look for your uh, championship uh, for your women's division. Yes, yes. And just to, to finish this off, too. So Nyla Rose, after she lost the belt or lost the match to Rio and Rio became champion, they they tried to, again, have an interview uh, to to uh, celebrate it. It was a commentator, a Japanese commentator that came out and Nyla Rose came back in the ring, uh, destroyed the commentator, destroyed Rio. Uh, they a bunch of officials were trying to stop uh, Nyla Rose's carnage from from continuing on, and then Kenny Omega showed up and you know kind of like stopped. Finally, was able to stop her. He didn't attack her, but it kind of felt like maybe something was going to happen. Like yeah. she was going to maybe pick him up and do a move to him or something. Um, so that's kind of how that concluded. And and Kenny Omega just went to the side of Rio, just trying to check on her, see if she was okay. So, yeah, that to me, again, kind of further confirms that Kenny Omega is a big part of what they're doing with the women's division. So hopefully he just, you know, works on the the booking with them a little bit better to make these matches better going forward. Because I, I think they do have talent, um, some great talent on that roster. Again, you know, Dr. Rip Breaker, I think, would be a great example. Just just they have the names. Awesome Kong, you know, being another one. Even Brandy, you know, I think the story told between, say, Brandy and Britt Baker or Kong, you know, or any of these other women that they had in that battle, casino battle royal, th- there's some potential there. But these two, specifically Rio, I would say she yeah. and for her to be the first champion and then have the showing she did, it just it wasn't a good start. It wasn't a good start for her. Yeah, um, man. Well, I, I, well, you know, we'll just I'll just hope for the best for their future because I'm yeah. pretty sure they they'll see this and correct this. Yeah, yeah, and for Rio too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Rio can work. It's just they gotta book her. The way better. they book, yeah, yeah. You know, because I got no complaints about their, about the about the women athletes. You know, their yeah. their character. It's just the way they would just book was just yeah. The storytelling there didn't make any sense. Exactly, on so many different levels, it didn't make sense. All right, so then let's move over to the NXT Women's Championship matchup. Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. So you were real excited to talk about this one, man. So, so let us let us know what you think. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to say this. Man, Candice LeRae is probably the best female wrestler in, in the WWE because she is so fluid. Wow. Wait a minute. Okay, pause, pause. Hold on, hold on. You, you didn't just say NXT. You said the WWE. I did. Period. So you so let me let me just throw out the name because you pay this woman a lot of respect. The queen of all eras, Charlotte Flair. You mean to tell me that you believe right now that Candice LeRae is better than the queen? Yes. Yes. Every time I see Candice wrestle, I am impressed. Every time. Every time. Okay. And, And 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 I noticed that. And I and you know. It's like 
and I and you know the it was the last time I was impressed in that fatal four way. Yes, now yes. in the, in the, in this NXT championship match, I was impressed again. Yeah. You know, like she does great work. She is a great wrestler, man. I cannot deny that. She has some skills. She knows how to gel uh with the other wrestler, man. You know, and, and just like Charlotte does, but the way Candace does it, it's it's just I don't know. It's a bit smoother. Mm. Uh, that's what I gotta say. It's like Johnny Gargano style because you know maybe that's her husband, so she learned a thing or two mm-hmm. from him. But or it could yeah. be the other way around. I mean, I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be the other way around. It's like maybe they both teach each other a little bit of something, exactly. you know? Because yeah, like that yeah. poison runner that she does, like he did that on this show, and and they were quick to point out, like, oh, he did the poison runner like his wife, not like. He taught her that Rana. So just want to give her a little bit of love there that, yeah, it may be a little bit of back and forth, just to your point that, you know, with her being as smooth as she is, and she's been wrestling for a long time, like, you know, that she on her own right is a great wrestler. And yeah, it's possible that that they both taught each other a thing or two. So yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 you know, I have to ask the question because that's a, that's a bold statement, you know, Candace, you know, I know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. And I don't know that I would put her at the top of all of the women in NXT and WWE, you know, necessarily for me right now. I think she's. Well, I'm not saying full character. I'm saying wrestler. Yeah, no, That's no, like what I'm saying, character. like, you know, Jenny Gar- Johnny Gargano. Yes, he's the best wrestler. I get that. Full character for me, probably not. But mm-hmm. same thing for Candice LeRae, like wrestling wise, like, man, yes, I think she is the best in the WWE. Hmm. See, so pure wrestling on NXT right now. Let me just take NXT on its own. I think uh, right now I would say Io Shirai. Honestly, okay. Io Io can do it all, and she's so smooth. Like the smoothest you've all talked about with Candice. I feel like there's another level that Io gets. I mean, her idol is Rey Mysterio, and I see it. You know, she's just able to do so much and make it look so seamless. So I would put EO over Candice, but I will give Candice respect because that match that they had against each other, Candice looked great. And that yeah. was kind of like an eye-opening matchup for me, you know, was when they went against each other that, man, Candice, like I've, I've seen like YouTube videos of her, like on the indie scene before she got to NXT. And then even in NXT, she's had matches here and there, but like that was her, that was her first takeover. So the first real showcase where we really got to see what she could do. And she showed out, man. She yeah, did a really she did great not job. Disappoint. That swinging neck breaker off the top was, yeah. was great. Her selling was, oh, man, so her face was yeah. on point, man, because yeah. Shayna was just being a beast. That one spot yeah. on the stairs. And, oh, uh, yeah, she, putting her you know, arm in the putting her in arm the in step. one of the yeah. holes of the stairs, yeah. and she's backing up, getting ready to just kick the living shit out of her arm in there. Brutal. I'm like, oh my God. Even the guy in the background had to look away. Yeah. He couldn't because he couldn't believe what he just saw. Like that visual was insane. Yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal, man. Shayna, and I gotta give props to Shayna Baszler because she has the feel of like just such legitimacy, not just because of the MMA background, but because of everything she's done in NXT. And I feel like her wrestling has gotten so much better from when she first started. Like little things like that step up knee that she does now too, like stepping off the knee of our opponent and then hitting her with a knee as well. 
Like it's just such a smooth move that she does. Yeah. Um, the submissions, like out of nowhere, like she could literally like catch you uh, in, in submissions. Just and just how she revels in being able to make someone tap or snap or go to sleep. Like just overall, man, from a character's perspective, from a wrestling perspective, like Shayna is just she is that woman. Like she is that superstar. Um, that's why we keep thinking, okay, they're going to call her up. Like, this is the one she's going to lose this one. Then they're going to call her up. Cause she's so ready for, for a, any stage right now, you know, whether it be, you know, continuing on in NXT and, and, or going to, you know, WWE, go to raw or SmackDown and being the main, uh, woman there. Um, I just, I just have so much respect. My respect has grown a lot for Shayna over, yeah. over time, but, but yeah, she got, she has unfinished business with, uh, Rhea Ripley though. They, they got to settle that before. So, my my look at this is I don't think Shayna is going to – anytime Shayna Baszler is in a match, I'm going to pick Shayna Baszler at 100% except for Rhea Ripley. That is the one person that – if when they, that happens, not if, when that happens, I'm picking Rhea Ripley because I think that will be the match where she finally loses. But if she were to end up going against, say, Candice LeRae in a rematch or yeah. she were to go against, I don't know, Bianca Belair or any of these other women that are there – I don't see it happening. I see Shayna Baszler winning those matches, but Rhea Ripley—that's the passing of the torch right there. That's the one where, yeah, she won't have an answer for that one, and that's probably going to be the sign that, yeah, Rhea Ripley will probably end up taking her place as that like alpha in the women's division, and Shayna and the Horsewomen probably move on to to either Raw or SmackDown. Probably SmackDown at this point, since that's kind of like the with the whole UFC connection and everything. Yeah. I feel like. That'll be where she it, goes. Right. It'll just be the natural uh, transition. Yep. Yeah. And same, you know, when Ronda Rousey comes back, I bet money she will be on – she will be now you – I'm about to say yeah. UFC on, on Fox, though. On oh, Fox, yep. Yep, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Just go ahead and book that right now. Um, but, yeah, not to get too far away from this matchup, just overall, like, this night and day from what we were talking about with, with AEW, like, just the booking, the storytelling was great. I mean, in the beginning, you know, again, it was it was Shayna Baszler kind of, you know, being this just ruthless yes. uh, wrestler to to Candice LeRae. But then Candice in true face uh, fashion, right? Like she she prevails and then she gets the crowd behind her with these like suicide dives. She did like three suicide dives in a row, you know, and just like got the crowd hyped up. I was hyped up watching it. Like I just loved seeing that, um, you know, that. Poison Rana move that she does is just great to see. Um, just overall, man, great showing for both of them. Um, in the end, when the uh, that that submission, the the uh, oh man, the the rear naked choke, basically that that Shayna Baszler does. Yeah. You know, it's just whenever she locks that in, I'm like, man, game <laughs> over. Yeah. Like that's it. Just just go ahead and. and Pass out or tap out because you're not getting out of this. But Candace, man, she stood up for a second. She had her on her back and then just collapsed. And then she got close to the ropes and looked like she was maybe going to inch there. But like she just ran out of gas and just and tapped out. Ended man. up tapping, yeah, yeah. And you could feel it too. You could feel the crowd just being like, "Do not tap, don't tap." Even I was saying that, man. Don't yeah. tap. You're almost there. You're almost at the rope. Just a little bit more. Right, don't right. tap. You think there's you think there's some hope in there, man. So you just go ahead and tap real quick, and Shayna's just looking like a beast. Like, oh my 
God. Yeah, which I think that's another thing that's just so great about Shayna right now is that everyone is anticipating, like, who is that person going to be? And so any championship match she has at this point, you're like, okay, it could be. Like, for me, I'm saying, no, I'm not picking anyone against her. But the crowd, you can feel it. Like, they want to root for that uh, new champ, which actually, that's another thing. There was a chant. For a while, there was like old champ. Oh new yeah, new champ. champ. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Whoa, yeah. Where did that come Even from? Even Nigel man? McGinnis pointed that out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I was like, man, that's awesome, man. Like, that's just so much fun. Like that crowd just was so engaged in that. In the whole, like, are we going to see a new champion or not? So I really love that. But um, yeah, it's just she is at that point where we can feel it coming. Like eventually, she will be going to to SmackDown, um, but. When she wins, it's like, wow, she's still champion. Like, she just can't be beat. Um, That's what, yeah, that's what I'll be saying. I'll be like, damn, man, nobody can beat her. Yeah. I think they're slowly building to uh, Ripley and Shannon Baszler, though. Yeah. They're going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to collide. You're going to see them. You want to go ahead and put that down for War Games? War Games. I I can say that, man. Yeah. We're about six weeks away, five. Yeah. Five, six, yeah, man. Book cool. it. Yeah, I booked that too. I would say War Games is when that match is going to happen. And that's when the title change happens is what I would say. that That's the one I would pick for for her to, to for uh, Shayna Baszler to finally lose the belt. So, but man, what a ride it's been so far. All right, so let's keep it going. Um, let's keep going with NXT, actually. So Pete Dunne versus Danny Burch. Um, I was really excited when I saw this this matchup uh, basically forming in front of me because I didn't know that it was coming. Uh, Pete Dunn came out and they said Danny Burch. I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah. Danny Burch. Like, this is gonna be a hard hitting oh, yes. matchup. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because you look at Danny Burch, and I think people that don't know who he is, it's like, oh, just a generic looking wrestler, but. You know, you quickly understand what Danny Burch is about yes. in the beginning of this match because they were technical, like both like back and forth, you know, going through different holds and reversing each other and showing like, hey, we're actually on similar playing fields in terms of our technical prowess. So I just really just soaked that in and enjoyed it, man. I'm a, I'm, I love seeing wrestling like that. Um, and Danny Burch, man, he knows what he's doing in that ring just as much as, as Pete Dunne. So, you know, and Pete Dunn, I mean, at this point, we know what to expect, right? Joint manipulation, he's going to do it. Um, but Danny Burch was kind of like, okay, you're going to do that to me? Fine. I can, you know, try to flip this around and maybe give you a little <laughs> bit of joint manipulation. So, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, just, just stiff moves left and right. Uh, at the end of the day, Pete Dunn got the victory. So to continue his, his rise up the NXT ranks to potentially getting a North American championship shot shot himself probably um i think he still has unfinished business with at least that belt if not you know dream or roddy um but for sure you know i could see him going for that now <laughs> i don't know man he could go for that uh nxt championship belt i think with with everything going on now with balor and you know we'll talk about the the last thing that had happened that well, there's yeah. gonna be a Contenders, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think That's the true. opening for Pete Dunne <laughs> more than likely is North American Championship because we got a lot of contenders there. But we'll we'll get into that part of it. Um, but so here's the part where I feel like the ratings war might have might have taken a turn for the worse because of the appearance of a certain superstar or quote unquote superstar at the end of this matchup. 
So Pete Dunn beats Danny Birch, and then the lights kind of dim, but we have the spotlight. And I'm like, what, what is happening right now? They're gonna, you know, they're gonna show a, a, a super uh, a wrestler, but you know, there was like it wasn't clear who was gonna show up. And sure enough, our good friend, the Arrow guy, yeah. showed up. He <laughs> got every time I see him, man, I immediately think of you, man. I'm like, oh man, the Arrow. <sighs> I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm like, why is this dude coming out here? So you're gonna, let's hold on. Let's back up. I just realized something. Because you yeah. just said this is where you think the NXT viewership went down. So do you oh. think? Yeah, no, this is why. This is why AEW won the ratings war on this night is because this dude, Damian Priest, a.k.a. Arrow Guy, showed up and people said, oh, no, I can't do this. Look at this Arrow thing he's doing. And they flipped the channel and that was it. And so <laughs> that, that lost the ratings war for the night. It did. That was it. He did his move and then he did the uh, posing Arrow, pretend Arrow. Yep. And that's that's when his name flashed on the video screen. Yep. You were like, no, God, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let me go back to AEW. I'm good. What's this? Chris Jericho showing up? Perfect. I'm, I'm right. I just I just switched channels for this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Seriously, man. Like he just does not do it for me. Like he he and then doing this to Pete Dunn, it, it was kind of like okay when he beat Keith Lee, I was pissed. If they try to make this dude beat Pete Dunn, we're gonna have a serious. Oh problem. man, it's coming. We're like, gonna. I have think a that's Triple H man right there. <laughs> Triple H, you've been doing such a great job. Don't ruin it. Triple H, yeah. like like those big tall guys, got the nice built bodies, and as Damian Priest, he likes. But he's not good. There's nothing like he's just not good. He's 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 a generic wrestler. That yes, he ha- he's tall. You know, he has the long flowing hair. Okay, but then what? And then he does the arrow thing. <laughs> Like, I don't see it. I don't I don't I don't understand. Whereas you have Pete Dunn, who's this great technical wrestler, can wrestle with anybody, man, like joint manipulation, just the stiff European style, you know, European strong style. There's so many things. Longest reigning UK champion, you know, he's had the matches with Roddy and, and Velveteen yeah. Dream that And Walter. Know, man, don't, don't forget about uh Walter. Yeah. Man. Classic yeah. match for Walter at Takeover. You know, like he's proven, man. He but like to Damian Priest beating him? No, no. Like, Keith Lee, you can make the excuse, like, okay, Keith Lee was in a slump, right? And so him losing him, and plus he cheated because he got the ref involved. So, okay, you can kind of give him that. But I was still pissed. I was still pissed with that. Yeah. Now you haven't let that go. You No, no, (laughs) not Keith Lee. Not Keith Lee. At this point, not even Dominic Dijakovic because Dominic Dijakovic's on another level, too. So, like, him beating either one of those two guys for me straight up is unrealistic. Okay, they, they threw in that spot with, again, the referee, him pulling the referee in front of him to distract Keith Lee a little bit. Okay, but it's still, like, it still just didn't feel right. It still just was a bad look, I thought. Um, yeah, Damian Priest is just not there. He's not there. Ugh. So, anyway, yeah, that, that lost the Ravens war right there. That That's what caused the <laughs> – mm-hmm. Wow, I can't I can't believe you you're gonna blame the, the viewership, the why why the viewership was down because on Damian Priest, the arrow yeah. guy. It's clear to me, man, because I'm trying to figure out I'm like, what was it? What was the point where someone decided, hey, I'm watching NXT, 
I'm gonna flip the channel now, and I'm not coming back. Yeah, it was Damien Priest. <laughs> Damien Priest could do that for me. <laughs> you know, if I was seeing this live, man, I might be like, mm, yeah, I'm changing the channel. Let's see what let's see what's going on on yeah. AEW real quick. So yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying like, okay, that's the definitive thing. Oh, I, I know, here. I know, but, but you know, you know it, it, it realistically because he's not. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's not. He's, he's he's he is a guy that would probably make me change the channel. Yeah, he would. He would. So, yeah, because he, he did his arrow thing again, and yeah, man, it's just awful. <laughs> it's just awful. It's just awful. He is now Pete Dunn is going to be in a story with this guy. He's no, you know, it's yeah, going to be a story, he, right? It's going to be a storyline. No, I know, one hundred percent. I know yeah. it's going to be a storyline, and yeah, he just needs to lose to Pete Dunn. Is what needs to happen. Pete Dunn needs to break his fingers and beat him, and then he goes back. To he's the back of the line. He's not losing Hafiz. He's going to yeah. piss you off. He's going to be there and beat Pete Dunn. He cannot beat Pete Dunn. That would be awful. It's going to happen. Jeez. He could, you know what? I would be, look, Danny Birch, you know, I, again, I have a lot of respect for him. And again, people, some people don't know him or whatever. But man, I feel like even Danny Birch should beat Damian Priest. Now, I could accept a loss by Danny Birch more than those other guys. But just the wrestling style and his knowledge of the game and everything, like straight up, I don't know that I really can buy like Damian Priest beating somebody who is like a seasoned veteran or something. Maybe if he's like older and slower, you know, like, okay, fine. Like he could beat some like, you know, an older legend type wrestler or whatever, or, you know, a slower, like up and coming, up and coming wrestler who's yeah. not quite like a jobber basically. Um, but to be established, Guys who you know are in their prime, nah, nah, not clean, not clean. Yeah, but I I think Damian Priest is is gonna go over, and it'll probably be he'll probably go over by heel tactics too. That it's it's because he shows you he'll do that again for Keith Lee, and they're kind of setting the stage for that. So when they have their rivalry. Best believe Damian Priest is going. I don't want him to see it to happen, but it's going to happen. You know what? Yeah, I want to see that happen so I could just hear hear your frustration. <laughs> I'll be so bad. I'll be so bad. I might have a hard time watching that. I'm going to tell you right now because I will be at the edge of my seat just oh, just screaming because he doesn't irk me like the way he irks you, man. He irks me. I just don't like him. I don't. I don't. And and him, like the Keith Lee match really bothered me because I'm like, he is not on Keith Lee's level. How are you going to make, try to make me believe that this man can actually beat Keith Lee? It's, it's impossible. It is impossible. Even with the way that he got the ref involved, it's just like, no, this, this cannot happen. So yeah, just how I feel. It is what it is. I, maybe he'll change my mind one day. You know, we're sitting here. We're like, you remember when you hated this dude and you just wouldn't I'm like, yeah, you know, and now I came around. Maybe it'll happen one day. Maybe. But <laughs> Yeah, it can. Maybe Damian Priest will grow on you. Yeah. You know, today. Maybe. Probably... I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. But it's right now, no. Arrow guy, no thank you. All right, let's move on. Um, so to end this off, we've got the two main events. I think that's all that we have. Yeah, we just the two main events. So we got yep. the uh triple the uh six man tag. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. 
on the NXT, the Elite, yeah. And on the NXT side, we had the Tag Team Championship matchup, the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits. Yes, sir. Um, which one? I guess let's 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 talk about AEW first. Let's do that one first because yeah. I want to I want to talk about and break that down a little bit. Um, so overall, you know, this matchup, man, like just the pacing of the match. Um, everybody involved. San, Santana Ortiz. I hadn't I hadn't seen much of them uh, previous to this matchup, but those guys, man, they're they're talented. You really got a sense of their their uh, you know athleticism and speed. Oh yeah. And I just I was like wow. And they one of the commentators made a comment that man, if those tag team brackets were were redone today. <laughs> These two should definitely be in it. I'm like, damn, yeah, that's a, actually a great point. And that's... you kind of throwing them under the bus a little bit. Like, you know, you should probably change this and add them to the tag team tournament. Yeah. You know, how are they not in it? They're, they're too good not to be in that in that tournament. So, yeah, man, they look great. I'm, I'm excited to see them, you know, in more matchups. And the pairing with Jericho, you know, worked really well. Um, Jericho was great in the very beginning of this matchup. You know, Kenny Omega is getting ready to start things off. And then uh, they, <laughs> Chris Jericho is looking and he's like, no, I want to end this match. Tag me in. Tag me in. Oh, yeah. He, he tags in, you know, and his face to face is Jericho and Omega. And the crowd is like, oh, yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, yep. Then in true heel fashion, he's like, nope, just kidding. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And he rolls out of there and everyone's like, oh, come on. And it's just such a great little moment where, you know, Chris Jericho understands how to mess with the with the crowd to get people to feel a certain type of way. So I just really love that moment just, you know, for, for what it was in terms of just pure entertainment. So um, to fast forward a little bit as the match is going on, we have a spot where we've got the young bucks who I think they had just done like a, a somersault over the top rope. They, they were outside, like everybody was outside and Kenny Omega is preparing to do his move. And, you know, the crowd is doing the Terminator clap. Da, 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 da. So everyone there anticipating, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. And then there's this kind of like hush over the crowd and there's a commotion and it was like, yeah. what's going on? And out of the crowd comes John Moxley and he's standing behind Kenny Omega and the look on Kenny Omega's face was priceless because he can feel it too. Like, yeah, he sensed it, man. <laughs> there's there's uh, kind of this weird, like, commotion. What's going on behind me? And it's almost like he knew. He's like, it's John Moxley, isn't it? It's John Moxley. He's behind me. So he just, he, he turned and sure, John Moxley looking at him like, hey, you know, remember me? Like, I'm, I'm back, you know, and just, they just start going at it. John Moxley is just giving him the business. Um, this became a, a, a brawl on the outside, which I guess the only thing that I, I wasn't clear to me was there's no count out in this matchup because Kenny Omega was legal at that point. And, and I don't know, maybe they just lost track of what was going on. Maybe he wasn't legal and I missed it, but it seemed like, Kenny was just taken out of the matchup, but they still were doing the matchup without of it without him. And again, there was no no uh, word in the beginning like, "Hey, there," you know, it's like count out or whatever. So anyway, I thought there was a little bit of confusion for me around yeah, that me too. with him just getting pulled out and or even disqualification. Let's yeah, disqualification. Say. Yeah, you yeah. Know, because you yeah. have the outside interference and nothing happened. Like they just they just let it go. They let him continue get. Get Even commentary didn't explain, you know, I thought maybe they would explain to the, you know, to the viewers on 
who's looking at this like, all right, how come he's not disqualified? Disqualified, right. So that was that was kind of odd. But, you know, for the sake of entertainment and just like us having fun with it, I guess they just figured let's just go with this, right? So, you know, the they fight goes into the tunnel and then there's this little VIP area and JR is like, hey, I didn't know there was VIP. Why didn't you tell me there was VIP? <laughs> so that was kind of a funny spot for JR. Um, you know, and yeah, they're, they're brawling and there's this little, there's this glass table, which at, at, at first I'm like, man, this table looks really solid. Like, they're not going to go through this, are they? But sure enough, John Moxley being the crazy SOB that he is, you know, he's, yeah, we're, we're going through this. So he takes uh, um, uh, Kenny Omega and does, what was it, like a back body drop through yeah. that glass table, and it just disintegrates, which shatters. is a great visual. Yeah, that yeah. thing was just shat- it shattered all over the place. Uh, the crowd's chanting, holy shit. You know, just everybody's like, what just happened? Um, just a great spot there. And then uh, John Moxley was sitting there yelling at him. He's like, what'd you say? What'd you say? Like just talking to, to Kenny Omega, like, you know, he had some personal issues still yeah. that he was, you know, trying to get through basically by beating him down like this. He's like, what'd you say? Say it again. What'd you say? So, you know, I like that moment. And that was pretty much it for Kenny Omega. He was he was out of this matchup. Uh, the match continued in the ring um, with the Young Bucks looking great. I mean, they, for being a man down, they kept at it for they a while. Did. Like, they did. Just just the pacing and just like at one point you had like each member of the Young Bucks kind of like single handedly taking out all three guys, Santana, Ortiz and Chris Jericho. Like they were just doing moves and just going from one guy to the next guy to the next guy. Clothesline, super kick uh, over the top rope, you know, to each guy, man. Like it was it was it actually made the Young Bucks look really, really strong with the way they were able to hold their own against all three of these guys. But in the end. Um, they, you know, it, it just, the numbers game caught up to them. Um, there was kind of a cool <laughs> three person move that happened where you had Ortiz do a move. Santana did a move that set up then Jericho doing his Judas, uh, elbow, uh, move to, I forget yep. which the one Judas, of the uh, Judas priest. Judas, yeah, it was some Judas, or Judas effect. Yeah. So he hit the Judas effect, um, one, two, three, they won the matchup. And yeah, of course it didn't end there. They just kept up with the beatdown. Um, and then uh, Cody Rhodes ended yep, up coming Cody came out, out. Yep. the save. So and then you had Sammy Guevara show up again, which at this point, because he had shook hands with Cody Rhodes <clears throat> in the in the intro, you're thinking to yourself, all right, is he going to come out to help Cody, or is he going to maybe he still has some animosity? Sure enough, though, he did attack Cody. Uh, so he joined in on the on on uh, the leak and beat down, I should say. Um, and yeah, they just they they that beat down just continued. And then we had another kind of surprise moment that happened, which uh, basically I forget his real name, but we WWE fans knew him as Jack, Jack Swagger. Swagger. I think they said Jack Hager. Yeah, I think that's his real name, Hager. Yeah. 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 So he showed up, you know, and which with a big pop too. The the fans were really, you know, all about him uh, being in the ring, and even the camera kept holding on him for a lot of different shots. But yeah, he showed up. He looked great. Uh, just you know, clean house. You know, power bombs. Um, he did his little like um, 
uh, where he jumps over the guy onto the top rope and does that splash like he did that move, oh, that like man. classic move that he did when he was on SmackDown. Um, yeah, again, he looked uh, great. Got, it's, oh, we got riled up and saying, we, the people. <laughs> yeah, the we, the people chance showed up, which that was, I mean, they can't really yeah. use that necessarily, but um, you can't stop the fans from doing it. So it was what it was. But yeah, man, like, again, just give us some more of your thoughts on this, because I, I thought this was a pretty cool uh, ending for the show. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too, man. That beat down from uh, from John Moxley, like, holy shit, dude, that that was a holy shit moment when I, you know what I'm looking at right now. He actually did a dirty deed, but he just put some more air in it. Oh, so, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked like a, like a back you know, body suplex, but it that was a devastating move the way he just did it. So he just did a dirty deeds, put more air in it. So you just went head first onto this coffee glass table that <laughs> completely disintegrates and shatters, and you know, it's all over. And you got the young bucks fighting for their uh fighting for their lives against uh Chris Jericho and his team. So but that was cool. Uh how the young bucks were still hanging in there. And then all hell breaks loose towards the end of the match. And you got Cody Rhodes and you got, I just want to say Jack Swagger, but Jack Hager or Hager. Hager. I, I want to say Hager. I think it's Hager. Yeah. yeah. So Jack Hager, you know, he's looking like a beast, man. And he got the the, the crowd all riled up, chanting. So to me, it, it was a great way to end the show. I, I thought so. Yeah, and and I guess do you think this is a faction that they're trying to build with these guys? Because I think so too, man. It kind of felt like that, and I, I want to say if I remember, the commentary team was mentioning it too. Uh, if they if this was some type of uh, team, yeah, yeah, they, they they definitely had that look, you know, and kind of the final pose at the end with all of them kind of standing tall. You know, in the ring, it's like it, it feels that way that they're starting to build this, this you know, chemistry, this unit um, that, you know, maybe will go against the elite going forward. Like that'll be the the competing faction in uh, AEW. So, yeah, man, I thought it was a real cool way. And it's, it's actually Jake Hager. Um, you know, his first name is his real name, I guess, is Jake instead of Jack, like it, like it was when it was Jack Swagger. But, um, yeah, he looked great. They really wanted to focus in on the fact that he was there because, again, the camera shots yeah. were focusing on him. Um, you know, but overall, I thought great ending, really chaotic ending for the show. Um, they used the ring bells table at one point, and Jake Hager did his, uh, like, uh, powerbomb finisher onto that. So, yeah, it was just great, great overall chaotic ending for their first show. Um, and yeah, man, overall, I, I think that it was a successful, uh, showing for them. You know, there were some, some spots where you're like, Oh, I don't know, like this is with the Earl Hebner thing and the women's championship matchup. Yeah. But, you know, overall, the feeling that I had was of, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. And, um, you know, just shout out to them, man. I think thought they did a great job with, with it and the way they, they, the overall product was, was solid. Yeah. I say overall, like it was. You know, I give it a good grade. I I get I give it a solid. I call it a B show for a premiere. You know, it was just some two things that kind of stood out to me. You with Nyla Rose and uh, Earl Hefner. You know, uh, especially Earl. I thought that was just a bright, bright uh, point for me. Especially when you had pointed it out, and I thought I'm like, bro, yeah, we need to dissect that. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, but overall, man, I thought it was a great show. Uh, but if we're going to compare it to NXT, you know, you know, I, I still give it to NXT. I'm still going to watch that show live. They haven't, well, gave, they haven't gave me a reason to, you know, all right, I got to start checking out AEW live now. Not yet. Yeah, it'll it'll be one of those things, I think, depending on the the card, because if they can give you a pay-per-view level card, you know, on a week where maybe NXT is is doing something like a little bit more, you know, normal or general for for them, for their standards, even though their regular weekly shows are always great too. You know, Keith Lee will show up on a random show. So, you know, it's just one of those things like NXT is always on point. But um, I think there'll be times it'll be interesting to see. I think there will be times where I'll watch AEW live if they can give me stories and matches that um, warrant that. You know, it'll be up to them to do that. But if if right now, you know, making that choice, I would say NXT would be my first choice would to be the one that I would watch live and then watch uh, AEW second. Um, but it'll be interesting to see going forward from that, from here, um, how they go about doing that, you know, with, with Cody as the, the heart of the company and, you know, maybe utilizing him more to, 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 to carry uh, viewership a little bit. Um, you know, Jericho obviously is the champion, Le champion. Uh, so <laughs> for, for him being that in that role, man, I think it's perfect. There's such yeah. legitimacy there with his it, name. It is. Um, you know, so, and I think they've got up and coming superstars that can really help to propel them, you know, even more. So, you know, we'll I see. Think, they, I think yeah. that, I think they have some great momentum right now. Uh, they're up on the viewership against their competitor against NXT. Uh, I, it, it would just be interesting how NXT would respond next week. You know, after we wrap up, you know, the tag team championship right. match. Right. Let, let's get into that too. And just to, to finish up with NXT, um, so NXT Tag Team Championship match, uh, Undisputed Era and the Street Profits. Street Profits came out with Wale. Um, Wale kind of did uh, the the hyping up with the crowd and they were, you know, going through the crowd with the cups and everything. And it was kind of a cool vibe there. I kind of wish Wale would actually rap the song versus just being like, you know, the, we want the smoke and, and trying to get people hyped yeah, up that he way. actually botched their their name and said Prophet, Prophet Street. Street. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> telling yeah. the telling the telling the fans the chance, say Prophet Street. Yeah. And I think he immediately caught it. And he was like, Street. He flipped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But okay, all right. I guess, you know, like Wally, yeah, whatever, man. He he was yeah. there specifically to give them more of a, you know, that celebrity to say, hey, you know, we're on USA, like it's big time now. So we're going to show the celebrity here, which is fine. Um, but again, whenever a celebrity comes in for me, oh, I always kind of cringe a little bit. Like, how is this going to incorporate, get incorporated into the wrestling? And, um, you know, sometimes, especially with musical performances, it, it can be really cool. Yeah. Um, but here it just felt like, you know, the Street Profits song is great. And if he would have done like a remix to their song and actually rap that, that would have been cool. Or just rap the lyrics of the, the, the song. Yeah. Uh, bring the swag like nobody can. Like, just say that, you know, and then you can work in the We Want the Smoke. But I felt like the song was missing something when he came out and did the entrance. I'm like, mm, okay, okay. It, it is what it is. But um, 
Dawkins and Ford, you know, they they brought it. You know, they were charismatic as always, man. Yeah. Just, I thought know, this was a better match than their previous uh, NXT Tag Team Championship when they had that rematch after yeah. the takeover. Because okay. it just seemed like it was just a straight-up repeat. But here mm-hmm. it was uh, slightly di- – not slightly, it was just different. Okay. Well, break it down for us, man. Like, what were your thoughts on on the matchup itself? Uh, I, I love the matchup, man. It was definitely – they definitely took their time. They, they gave them what? I want to say 25 minutes mm. uh, with the commercial. Uh, it was about 25 minutes to, to work that match, and it worked for uh, the Street Profits, man. Uh, especially, you know, I got to give my man Montez Ford looking like at times that he was, uh, you know, trying to show that resilience when he was getting destroyed by uh, by Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fisher. Kyle O'Reilly, man, that dude with the, the strikes. Strikes looks legit. I'm yeah. sorry if it's, you know, you know, it's wrestling. It's kind of, but he, ma- the way he makes it, he, the striking, he yeah. makes it legit, man. Yeah. Yeah. The way he just had, you know, Montez Ford was in the corner, and they were just punching him away, striking him, knee him in the corner, him and uh, Bobby Fish switching, and then Bobby getting right back in the corner. It, it, it all worked for me, man. And, of course, you know, uh, Undisputed wins by Hill Tactics, so it was cool mm-hmm. how they lost. It was acceptable. Uh, not, not cool how they lost, but cool how they won. So it was acceptable loss by the Street Profits, so it was cool with me. Yeah, I enjoyed the matchup. I echo everything you said about, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and just the the way that he just makes it look real and just that MMA, you know, background that he has, yeah. you know, you can see the the little like the float overs and the smoothness that he has with it. It just looks so legit whenever he's in the ring. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Bobby Fish, too, because I feel like he he's healthy now. Like, he felt sharper in this matchup than he's been in a long time. Right. You're going to show some love to Bobby Fish. I'm going to okay. show some love to the I'm going to call it like I see it, man. I'm just not All trying right. to rag on people just to rag on people. Hey, if Damian Priest, I said it, if he ever shows me something, yeah. man, I'll give him, I'll give him respect. <laughs> I'm going to hang with Bobby Fish, you know. Like, he, I thought he looked sharp. I thought he looked healthy. You know, I don't even think he wore the knee brace. Like, he just looked like, you know, a guy who felt good in the ring. Bobby Fish has some real just strong moments overall and in the matchup. You know, he looked smooth. He looked healthy. Um, he had this, like, elbow that he did, like a springboard elbow move that he did. Um, all his tag team moves with, with uh, Kyle O'Reilly. It's just everything was sharp, man. So I just got to give him credit. Got to give him props. He looked great in this matchup. Um, yeah, and just overall, like, just the, the pacing of the match was great. I, I'm a real fan of, like, the fast pace that NXT wrestles at. And, you know, the yeah. tag team matches especially will will usually have that. It's just, like, this frantic, you know, back and forth. You know, guys switching uh, the, the the tag teams switching and in, in you know back and forth. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, another thing too is it seems like he's inherited that uh, Dean Ambrose recovery move where he would go into the turnbuckle <laughs> and like bounce back and do the yeah. clothesline. That's yeah. his now, man. Like yep. it's just I, I don't hey, love that. That's the it case. works for him anyway. It does. It does. It so does. Oh, and kind of another small thing too is the the air guitar. Like, uh, we got the air guitar back. Yes. It was good. It seemed like he did a little bit longer. Yeah. Than normally. And it, hey, hey, it, it was great, though. He was definitely jamming. Yeah. Uh, with the, uh, with this belt, using it, using it as the guitar. Definitely miss seeing that. And I, I think that's the first time we got to see it live on USA. You know, I don't, I don't think they've, they've come out. It, they haven't had a match. This was their first match. No, on that the, was the first time. Yeah. Seeing see, it so. on USA. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Most I know definitely. Morrow, Morrow brought it up. He's like, oh, the air guitar. And I just like was really focused on it for this one, you know, for that reason. <laughs> I think that's why yeah. is because it was the first time it was on the, on uh, USA. And yeah, just, just, you know, it was just cool to see. So overall, the matchup was great. You know, both teams are at the top of their game. Um, I'm expecting we're going to, we're going to see this again. Um, and I'm totally fine with them continuing this, this feud for a while. Um, I guess the thing that I, that I would probably question is let's say, you know, they, they do finally end this at, uh, at a war games. Cause that's the next, next big one. Do you think the street profits are going to stay in NXT or do you think that they're going to move on to raw? Because that, that's the show they keep showing up on. Um, it seems like a transition might be in play, but I mean, NXT is legit now. So I don't know. What do you think? That's hard to say, man, because you know, I think the street profits are in a interesting spot because right now they're kind of being, being that, liaison right now for nxt to to you know get fans you know uh reminding of like yeah we're we're on nxt as well when they're when, when they're being presented on raw right so so i don't know if they're there just to like you know to tease eventually they're gonna get on raw you know you're gonna see them uh fight on raw wrestle on raw or so they can continue to be on NXT since it's a legit third brand because, you know, seeing Balor being on Raw changes everything. Not not on, on Raw, NXT. on NXT changes everything now. Yeah. I think if I didn't see that, I think I'll say, yeah, they'll go to Raw. You know? So, you, so it sounds like you're saying that with, with them being on Raw, it's more advertising NXT yeah. than previewing, you know, the Street Profits eventually being on Raw. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, again, with NXT being what it is right now, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. I think the the main, the well, the Raw and SmackDown tag team rosters could use some help overall, and the Street Profits could be a great fit, but... I also think that, you know, they, they just fit so well on NXT that, you know, and they just they they just had the the belts. You know, they they you know had one run. It'd be nice to see them be multiple time tag team champions like the Undisputed Era. Yeah. To even they further had, that they had talked about that in, in their promos multiple yeah. times about me being multiple tag team champions. Right. For NXT. So I think that should happen first before they they were to potentially, you know, get drafted to one of the other shows, you know, for them to accomplish that feat, you know, and be a multi-time, you know, two-time, three-time, or however many times it'll be, tag team champs. I think that'd be great. So, uh, yeah, so I just had to ask that question because, you know, seeing them here lose the the match again, um, it kind of brings up the whole, like, what's next? And, you know, I think immediately it's, they would still get another shot because of the way they lost with Roderick Strong coming out and interfering, um, interfering with Montez Ford, and then eventually did high-low and pinned him. Now, um, after the matchup, we had the three members. So we had Rod, Roddy, uh, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly um, in the ring, kind of posing with their belts. Adam Cole is at the stage. Then he's you know, like congratulating them, like you guys, you're the best. You know, you're, that's what I'm talking about. And the prophecy is still intact. Yep. He's like, I told you guys, I told you. Yep, <laughs> yep. So he's there, you know, and everything's good for the undisputed era. And then no one will survive. The music hits, 
And good old Tommaso Ciampa showed up. If Finn Balor wasn't enough to get people oh being like, God, holy bro. shit, yes. Tommaso Ciampa coming back after the, another injury and just showing up like he had not, he just looked like the same swole, scary serial killer kind yes. of dude, man. I love how he walked out, how he just slowly walked out and did not look at Adam Cole at all. He was looking at Goldie the entire time, walking around him. Then when he came right in front, still looking at Goldie, then looked up at Adam Cole's face. I was like, oh, bro, that's perfect. Not a single word. Yeah, he wants Goldie back like that's all i kept thinking <laughs> yeah. to myself the whole time is like man yeah. he is just he wants his goldie back you know and he he had to give it up he never he didn't lose it you know he got hurt and then he ended up having to relinquish the title and so yep. that's that's what's playing in his mind it's like this was stolen from me you know and adam cole you know i mean he won it fair and square but you know so for him it's like this is mine now this is my property so both of these guys <laughs> are just infatuated with this belt it's yes. like they're both fighting over the same girl but only one of them can have her so it's like you know they're gonna fight to the death basically for you know for the yeah. love of this this, oh, uh, this belt so yeah man i i dug it i'm and now it's like okay you have finn balor have the face-to-face <sighs> with cole then you had tomaso champa have the face-to-face with cole what the hell are we going to do? Like, are we going to have a triple threat? Are we going to have one-on-one with one of those guys? Bro, like, my mind is blown. They can go so many ways with this. I, I don't know. But whatever way it's going to go is going to be awesome. That's all I know. That's that. That's a perfect way to say it, man. <laughs> they can't really go wrong with that. Right. Like, it's just just so good to all see right. all these guys back. Uh, both of those guys, Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor back in, in the ring. Specific, I mean, Finn Balor, it's amazing. It's a yes. shock. To see him back. Tommaso Ciampa for different reasons, being that, you know, he was injured and, you know, it was really like heart wrenching to see him go through an injury again. And, you know, he came out when when uh, Johnny Gargano won his title and they shared that hug. So it was like a cool, emotional moment for the crowd and for them. And now for him to be back after that, it's just, it's just you know, it's real great to see him, yeah. and, uh, you know, there again. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm anticipating just seeing him in the ring again. And yeah, if they want to do a triple threat, man, let's go. That would be insane. Finn Balor versus Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the, for Goldie oh for the God. championship. Wow. <laughs> that takeover right. would be crazy. Balor, Tommaso, Cole, NXT, enough said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and those guys being on television, like you said, right now, you know, NXT would be the show that I'm choosing to tune into first. Yeah. Because, of what you just said, those guys, you could just say those three dudes. We're not even talking about Velveteen Dream, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Walter, Pete Dunne. Like, this is crazy, man. Yes. I'm not even talking about tag teams. So, you know, I didn't even say Johnny Gargano, my dude. Like, the roster is Stacked. It is. Stacked. It is. Uh, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Dominic oh Dijakovic. God. Come on, man. This is insane. <laughs> this 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 roster is good. Every week's been impeccable. Even even next week, they're setting it up, man. You got Kushida versus Walter next week, oh bro. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That is gonna be insane. Insane. 
it's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It is. It, but the, these these Wednesday nights are going to be just awesome. Best I, I, four I, hours of my freaking life. <laughs> yep, yep. You can say that again, man. Like it's just it, it's just so cool. And and yeah, I'm looking forward to it every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, just going through this. And you know, those times there again, there will be times where I'll be like, let me just peek and see what the other show is doing. You know, and just kind of. You know, view it that way, and that's part of the fun too. That that's yeah. goes back to old school. So I'm, I don't know if they're gonna do limited commercial every week, but if they're not gonna do it, then if they're not gonna do it for next week, then yeah, I'll definitely all right sneak over see what AEW is doing real quick. I think the way that NXT did it for the opening the championship matchup with commercial free. That was brilliant. Like, yeah, that was well, whatever they thought, whoever thought about that and, and however they worked that out, man, that was brilliant because to not interrupt that championship matchup was so key. And then, yeah, it just seemed like, like for most, for the most part, they didn't have any true cutaways for a long period of time. It was mostly like just the, the, you know, picture in picture situation, which, yeah, man, that makes it tough. That makes it real tough. You know, and AEW was doing the same thing. So they're really trying to keep. People and they, they even had commentary. Like I remember on AEW, Jr. kept saying, "Like, hey, we're gonna, you know, go away to commercial break momentarily, but come right back because of this." Or, "Hey, we're going to picture in picture, so you know, stay right there." Like, without even mentioning like NXT or NXT mentioning AEW, they're very cognizant of the other show and they're just yeah. kind of finding ways to to keep viewership there. So I I, I love it. I love the competition, man. I uh, most definitely, man. Competition just makes, you know, it's going to make the product even better for both sides, for both brands. Yep, exactly. And then just to, to tie this up. So we did get the final ratings for both of the shows. Um, it looks like for Dynamite, um, it was at a, what 1.4 million viewers. And then for NXT, they had 800 1.4 million, but NXT was 891,000 viewers. Um, so NXT or AEW won the ratings war. Yeah, it um, definitely took some of the fans. They did. But, but to that point, right, the whole point of this was, you know, NXT, all they got to do is take fans away from AEW, and that'll make Vince happy, basically. Yeah. That's 891,000 people that were not or views that did not go to AEW. So from that standpoint, it's a success. But to me, it's like a win-win either way. Like, okay, so 891,000 people, okay, it's down from last week, but it's still quite a – it's a lot more people than probably who were watching on the WWE Network, and then you still have it on the WWE Network. So they're, they're getting a lot of viewers. And with the show that they just had, and you just put Finn Balor, I would expect that number to go up. And it would be cool if, you know – big picture here both of these shows commanded major ratings on these wednesday nights Mm. like you know for AEW to kind of still be over that million viewers and maybe even go up a little bit and then for nxt to keep on putting on this this type of product and eventually get their numbers back up to to the over that that million plus yeah yeah like that i think is possible i i really do you know, because there's not really much else going on on Wednesday nights on television anyway. Yeah. So it's wide open for them to just dominate both of these shows to dominate viewership during that during that time period. Do you think, you know, because I, I know we talked about this before. Do you think AEW is is uh, 
it's best for business for them to remain on Wednesday. So they should have been, I don't know, maybe Tuesday since Matt, since you don't even have wrestling on Tuesdays anymore. Well, I think right now the competition is creating a buzz yeah. that it's, it's great to be on Wednesdays. I think if you go to Tuesday, it's still, it's still fun, but I don't know. It feels like I I love this idea of the Wednesday night wars. I, I think it helps them that. out too because you're saying you, you just said it was Wednesday night wars. Yeah, you know, and even let's even backtrack early in NXT when they did a shot of uh, what was it Kevin Nash and yeah. uh, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, and you heard what Scott Hall said. He said the Wednesday night war starts now, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even he, you know, recognized that too, man. So I think this is going to help both brands get the, uh, get the viewership that they need. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. I think it's possible. I think there's enough room for both of the companies to eat, you know, and to, to thrive, you know, and, and it just helps so much. And it's, it's building this, this whole, like, again, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right yeah, now with, with these two shows being on, you know, prime time, uh, major networks, man. It's so fun. And then you go, you got the whole Fox thing. So we'll see what happens with SmackDown again tomorrow. Um, you know, for Raw, they're going through a change, which maybe things are going to change a little bit for them with the, the feel of the show. Maybe being more It's going to feel weird for us, man. Like, even for our show, like, when we have, like, we could have, like, four hours of good content for from AEW, NXT, and then we got to talk about the red-headed stepchild <laughs> for Raw. <laughs> Because of what's going on over there. Like yeah, no matter well, what, but that's gonna be the first show we talk about. Just to yeah. get out the way. Well, and and yeah, the the product, so AEW and NXT, you know, they're gonna be killing Raw for a while for sure. Just the yeah. way this is going. I mean, they just can't compete with how good both of those shows were. Um, but I do think, you know, you made the point, I think it was last week when we talked about the the commentary team changing that there may be a change in the the way the that raw gets presented almost in like a more workhorse not completely indie but getting some other you know just having a different feel overall yeah. like with with the A show now being smackdown you're going to have like the big names there but on on raw there might be an opportunity for you know for that might be the land of opportunity where you get I, right i think it might have that 2016 feel yeah, AJ Styles was there, and the, right, that whole that whole land of opportunity. I think the Miz and yeah. Dolph Ziggler was hitting out the park with their matches. I believe I, that was like a real good year for SmackDown, and because they were the B show, but yep. it was, but they was, but they were doing quality work better than Raw. But maybe they it'll be a a change of tide right here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's an opportunity for that that could be. You know, the, the another silver lining kind of like maybe this was be- the best thing for them for th- that could have happened to Raw, you know, was to, to have the switch happen, to have Fox pay, what was it like $4 billion or whatever for the rights to, to smack down? Um, amount. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and, and for that reason, that's why they're putting so much, you know, effort and, you know, switching the commentary teams and putting the big names on SmackDown. But then some of those other names that they quote unquote aren't looking at as, as big uh, superstars are great talents that you put them on, on raw. Now 
you know, and man, that could be actually a really fun show. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, you know, overall, but I'm just super excited for, first of all, the Wednesday Night Wars and just continuing that. And that will be the best four hours of wrestling period, you know, will be that, you know, that's what what should we uh, title this episode? Wednesday Night Wars. There you go. There you go. That's what it'll be. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. So, yeah, man, such a fun, fun night, uh, fun breakdown there. Um, That that pretty much sums it up. Do you have any final words before we call it a show? I actually do. I want to talk about one superstar in mind, and that would be Adam Cole. You know, I want to highlight on this leadership. It's been impeccable. I'm talking about this man is truly a leader. Uh, I believe there was a backstage segment when, uh, what was it? I believe Roger was talking about the dream. Like the Finn, well, him and then Finn Balor came out and they were like, what's going on with Finn? Oh, what's yeah, yeah. That's about Finn Balor. Yeah. He was like, Finn Balor? Like, like what? Like, no. Who's he think he is? <laughs> right. Like, no, you guys need to focus on your match. Like, you guys got the Street Profits. Uh, like, come on, man, you guys are the best. I'm like, that's right, man. Like, refocus the team. Like, yeah, Finn Balor, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out that later. Like, I got my match. Uh, it's like, I had my match with Riddle. And then, like, it, his leadership has just been spot on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's great. It's great. It's, uh, he's so focused on keeping that prophecy going, you know, that he's, he's, motivating his guys in the best way he's telling me like you know you guys are the best you're the freaking best you know and so really trying to motivate them um yeah just great storytelling overall by all four of those guys but specifically adam cole you highlighting that i can i agree with that for sure um for me you know the the two holy shit moments you know just really kind of put a pin on how great all of this was you know with finn balor showing up and saying at this moment finn balor is nxt yes. was just a game changer basically that that was the game changer uh of, of wrestling right now for me um and then tomaso champa's return just so happy to see him back from injury healthy and ready to go it seems uh to to get back in there and mix it up and get goldie back so those two guys man finn balor tomaso champa thank you thank you thank you for giving us those moments to cap off what was already an amazing night um yeah and then the AEW side man like just great job great great show great premiere uh you know great start overall i'm so mm-hmm. excited for what they've got going on um just kudos to everybody involved with that you know and cody Rhodes specifically i think is still just you know my go-to like I, I just get so excited seeing him and you know i feed off of the energy that that the crowd is 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 giving when they see him so you know just Props to him and that whole team, the elite crew, and just everybody there. So, yeah, just thank you, both companies, for giving us this. Thank you, AEW, for making the NXT to USA thing happen, by the way, too. I mean, really, because this doesn't happen with NXT going to USA without AEW becoming a thing. Like, yep. that, they were just a direct – this was a direct reaction to AEW saying exactly. we're going to TNT. If this, so, right, if this isn't happening, you don't see NXT on USA. No, it's still on the network. It's right. still on the network if that happens. Exactly. So, you know, big shout-out to AEW for that on both sides, for being on TNT and then for pushing the WWE to uh, to push NXT to USA. And so now we have the Wednesday Night Wars because of that. So, yeah, man, they deserve some credit there for, for both companies doing what they're doing. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. The Wednesday Night Wars are on. Let's go. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this breakdown here of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW versus NXT. It will be a continued thing, and we are so excited to keep doing that. But for now, that's going to do it. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.